Why does 3 o'clock have to be 4 o'clock? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, February 24th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination. This is episode 281. This is No Agenda. Putting the hay in biodiversity from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And back in northern Silicon Valley where it's going to snow, I'm John C. Dvorak. Crackpot and Yeah, I know. It's going to get really cold here, too. Not quite snow, but... Uh, it's supposed to snow like on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to get really cold here, but not quite snow. It would be funny if it snowed. That'd be kind of cool. It's all a part of the global warming problem we're having, people. Exactly. Exactly what it is. In the morning to you, John, and I, uh, from the connection, I can tell... Also, from your general attitude, I can tell you're back. My general attitude. <laughs> you're back. My in, in general fact, attitude is always mediocre. The, Eric the Shill in our private back channel says, uh, Hey, JCD is feisty this morning. He's charged up. Like, what did you do to him? Nothing. He was just... He was, I'm just... Uh, it was, it's a long story, <laughs> but he wanted to make some changes I wasn't... 100% going for it. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, so when did you get back? And we know that we, you were stuck in uh, Gitmo Nation Castanets without a passport. And we uh, I, I got so many emails from people saying, you know, we're really worried about John because, you know, he has no identification. You know, they could drug him. He could be wandering around <laughs> dazed right, and confused. You, you suggested that. Well, and people caught on to it. They're like, you know, you should get some identifying uh, tattoos and stuff so we can <laughs> so we can prove that it's you. Uh, you were there without your toenail clippers and your pen clip. I mean, we were generally concerned for you. Yeah, well, that was in good hands. I had the locals watch it looking out for me. Yeah, local uh, no agenda producers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the beautiful we went thing. We had a few uh, tapas roamed around some parts of the town I didn't get to see before, and oh, uh, it was good. Ooh. So when did you get back? I got back last night around 8 p.m. <laughs> so so you, you did indeed have to miss two flights. To get yeah, back. Oh, yeah. I, I, I came back on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I spent an extra day there, and uh, actually two extra days, and yeah. I ended up going out to Segovia, looking at the antique, couple of other antique towns. I went to a, a town called Toledo, which I mentioned, and uh, but they keep pronouncing it Toledo. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, yeah. I have some thoughts about Spain. Uh, I tell you, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good at <laughs> soccer, but uh, economy not so. They got some nice new buildings, though. Yeah. And by the way, everybody in Spain, at least all the guys I was talking to that are Spanish, none of them argue with the point that they that the that the way I see the whole situation is that they soak the EU. Yeah, or they so did. They be, yeah. build up their infrastructure, which is what Portugal also did. Yeah, and the place is beautiful. It's clean, and you know, and everything. All the new roads are in, and everything like that. And they know they soaked the EU. Yeah, and they all say, you know, the French and the Germans can afford it. You yeah. know, so, screw them. Besides that, they can't get work anywhere. There's nothing to do. And there's lots of empty uh, building projects everywhere, right? Where there's just lots of concrete. Actually, no. Most of those things are finished. They uh, actually got through. Oh, really? They, yeah. they soaked the EU that much they could even finish them? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're still finishing up. I mean, it's like the, 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 they haven't been cut off yet. And by the way, it's March 30th that they're going to have the big protest. <laughs> and a lot of people. See, this is why people are so worried. John thinks there's going to be a 30th day in February. Oh, my God, we've got to save him. Get some No Agenda producers. Get the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable to him quick. So, anyway, um, in the morning to all the ships at sea, boots on the ground, wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mails, bakers in the kitchens, dung in the pits, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, anybody napping for humanity, hams on the air, human resources uh, uh, throwing their 
boots everywhere and their shoes, of course. And everyone in the uh, chat room, no agenda, uh, stream.com, no agenda, chat.net, and uh, to our producers on our uh, show notes uh, production system. Everyone's been doing a lot of work, John. We're all very charged up and, uh, and ready to get going the way our government loves us. Uh, yeah, and all the big news, of course, is real news, including, oh, Apple's bringing out a new iPad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's today, isn't it? Is that today their announcement? No, I thought it was next week. Oh, maybe it is. Anyway, well, the uh, the real news that uh, I'd just like to get straight into. Now, there's been many earthquakes um, since the last time I really brought this up. And, uh, and if I really don't have all kinds of signs pointing to um, an earthquake machine, which I would like to say one more time that uh, this has been discussed by former... Uh, secretaries of defense, uh, in particular Cohen, in congressional testimony, these things do exist, and weather modification and earthquake machines uh, uh, are being, or uh, at the time in the 70s said could be used, but they do exist. Uh, that's been the testimony, so you've got to kind of believe that. And I have to say, unfortunately, um, I believe that uh, the earthquake machine was put into action uh, in New Zealand this time. I didn't say it for the last time. Uh, but this time, the Christchurch quake, uh, there are just too many signs pointing towards uh, earthquake machine, machinage. And uh, although that was not my first thought, my first thought was, how is Kiwi Chris? Uh, Kiwi Chris, of course, is a contributor to the No Agenda stream, contributor to uh, the, the show. He gives us lots of insight. And uh, this is the guy who, uh, remember he uh, came up to the office, John? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. The tall, tall guy. And... Um, well, he sent us a note. Well, he sent a very long note. Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't expect you to read the whole thing, but there's a couple of points in there kind of interesting. Um, well, Guess not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's a, it, was, it was a beautiful note. Um, he says, as a, a couple of highlights, then, as a No Agenda listener for a long time now, I'm very aware of the sort of BS and lies to look for from the government and media, but frankly, I don't see it. Sure, there's a bit of let's get the sensational pictures and... Let's repeat things over and over, but honestly, the New, Zealand media, the New Zealand media have dealt with this tragedy with empathy and feeling, and I'm staggered. Uh, so he's, he's obviously in shock, as is everybody, and uh, he actually sent a little sound clip. Uh, this is something you won't see, uh, or I haven't seen anything like it. This is a, a piece of audio uh, from the earthquake during a university lecture, which uh, he managed to acquire, and you can kind of get the... Now, I don't know if anyone has heard the build. This building did not fall down. But you can just hear the noise and imagine how frightening it is. And and, and this really is, uh, what you're seeing on television is nothing like what has really happened. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Here, listen to this. They say it's got to be factual fraud. So it's starting to shake. So that's a real uh, that's a real bone shaker. You can hear everything just being thrown about. Um, and outside of um, uh, outside of Christchurch itself, uh, there's just uh, here. This is this is the thing that I like that uh, well I didn't like, but I think that uh, that you're not hearing in the media that Chris sent us. Some of the damage uh, outside of the city itself is from falling cliffs, crushing houses, boulders the size of small cars rolling over cars and homes. And this one, the effects of liquefaction uh, 
yeah. is amazing with reports of geyser-like eruptions of sand and silt coming up from the ground and flooding whole neighborhoods. In some places, mud and silt is two meters deep. Now, now, John, you've been through, uh, being a, a Northern California native, you've been through a lot of earthquakes. Have, have you ever seen anything like that? Well, <clears throat> the term is liquefaction, actually. And uh, I've never been uh, in a situation where, no, I've always been on either <laughs> solid you. ground. You're, like you answered that like a woman, didn't you? Just, just yes or no, it'll be fine. No, you've always been on solid ground. But you, the, the liquefaction, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think that's ever really happened. Oh, it happened in San Francisco in the Loma Prieta in uh, 89. Oh, the big the one. Entire the entire marina one. district was is a, uh, on that kind of soil, mm-hmm. which is like a lot of, if it's fill or sandy or whatever, and it starts to shake, it actually turns the ground into quicksand. Wow. And things fall, you know, start to drop into Just the ground. Suck in, yeah. So um, I've been... Uh I've been looking around. Here's the things that I just... There's just so many things lined up and a doozy at the end. that I, Let me just give them to you, and then uh, uh, you tell me what you think. Oh, oh, and before you do that, let me mention one thing, just to make you feel better. Uh, my wife is an earthquake nut, and she daily, every day, ever since I've ever known her, and I've been, I guess, for since she was a little kid, she monitors the USGS surveys of earthquake right. uh, activity right. in California. Yeah. She says it's never, in California, it has never been this low. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you can only focus that thing on one place at a time. <laughs> yeah, well, next is going to be L.A. Well, I don't think so, but l- let me give you some of the data. I'm not calling it evidence, but let me call it some of the data. First of all, links in the show notes, noagendashow.com, to the HARP activity from Alaska. Um, increased activity uh, just hours before, I mean, like seriously, off the chart, um uh, signals coming off of the harp array um and it's it's amazing you just see flat line then you see a whole bunch of uh spikes and then it goes back to flat line and six hours later uh we see uh the uh the earthquake in Christchurch. now also the day before 100 over 100 whales pilot whales beach themselves in new zealand and have to be euthanized because they couldn't get them back into the ocean now, whales, of course, respond to uh, all kinds of signals, but particularly the ELF and uh, and also sonar. They have a sonar system, and uh, we, one thing we know for sure is that HARP has been claimed by the government documentation, the official documentation, uh, to be in part communication uh, systems for submarines. So if you're cranking that up, uh, it is feasible that the whales uh, would uh, yeah, get we'll into get trouble. To the point. Well, you don't think that's good enough? Let me give you some more. No, I don't need any more information. I want to know. You, you, I mean, I think you can probably Wait, document. Wait, just, just, just let me fit. No, no. No, there's a lot of stuff here. Once again, military exercise, naval exercise. Everyone happens to be ready. And then, of course, we have an entire delegation from the Department of Homeland Security, including the Deputy Undersecretary of FEMA. Lucy Napolitano is supposed to come. She cancels. This has been a big, a big trip for her, and then she cancels at the last minute, like she got some kind of warning not to come. Uh, although she was at a funeral, but okay, uh, they 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 split. They leave this uh, FEMA guy behind. Behind, how coincidental! And then uh, just to push it all in our face, push it in our face. We now have a uh, donation text messaging system. And this is what you do. You text 333 to no- Vodafone and for a $3 donation. 
I mean, give, okay. I'm give, giving you all this. Give and me I like a that break. one, by the way. I didn't know you got me on that one. No, I have two more. Okay. Uh, three, so, three, three, two more subtle messages? Yes. Well, not no, uh, data points. One is, uh, you know, uh, $60 billion worth of oil was uh, discovered in the past two years off the coast of New Zealand. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so there's like tons and tons of oil. I've got li- I've got stories here. New Zealand's oil rush, sixty right, billion right. of oil. Okay, so we got the oil now. I'm in. Now for the earthquake machine part for the wars. So while this earthquake was taking place, did you know that as the Iranian warships approached the Suez Canal, a 5.9 on the Richter scale, it says, on the Richter scale, hit the Suez Canal. Dude, these guys are just sitting there pushing their buttons. That's an, an interesting coincidence. <laughs> all right, well, so all I was asking for earlier was I what think was the not- rationale. Sorry. And I think the rationale, the oil thing, because oil I, thing. I, I spent my time linking the uh, another oil thing to, uh, uh, even though, I mean, it is a theme of the show that we, you know, deconstruct uh, intelligence and come up with these coincidences. But, um, you know, I find the same thing with Libya. Oh, of course. Well, Libya, this is very interesting. How many people live in Libya? This country is huge, by the way, which, of course, is all oil field. How many people live there, according to the CIA world factor? all oil fields. That's the joke of it. But go on. I don't know. What is the population of Libya? Six million people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like less than the the population of Manhattan. Right. It's small. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah, relatively small. Well, I just want to read a couple of things to some people out there <clears throat> following the Libya thing, because <clears throat> the right-wing media has decided to call this, oh, it's the Muslim Brotherhood, they're trying to kill us all. Yeah, you know, Al-Qaeda. Them, scare them, scare them. Al-Qaeda, be very afraid. Shut up, slaves, be very afraid. So you can do, the the search you want to do is uh, Libya, and this, by the way, is what I thought about regarding Egypt, and I think it's the same thing again with Libya, and I think Libya is a bigger target. Uh, it's Libya cozying up to China. Exactly. And you've got the, you can go to, uh, just the search you want to do, anyone out there wants to do it, you can go Libya, China, oil, that's it. And boom, you'll get a, you'll get a million links. Uh, hopefully they won't be buried because a lot of this information online gets buried by, by current events. So occasionally you're going to have to do a Julian uh, delimited search to bring your search previous right. to the, uh, to the, to the news. Yeah, but let me right. just read you a couple of interesting little tidbits from uh, a thing called Investor Trip, which is a... Uh, well, well, before you do that, can I just say that what was very interesting to me, I have no clips of it, but looking at the media, um, the tactic from the Ministry of Truth, which is all television you're seeing, and I think people who listen to this show understand that by now, the tactic is, that guy's a nut job. He's a weirdo. What? He's holding an umbrella. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, he's looking at himself in the mirror. He's a nut job. He's crazy. Oh, this guy's just out of control. He's crazy. This is all I hear. And these two schmuck chicks in the morning on uh, CNN. Oh, my God. I, I, sh- I should have pulled. I, I'm just so disgusted by. Well, it's cl- <laughs> it's really a crazy guy. <laughs> Stupid idiots. So there's a couple of things going on with China. For one thing, they, we, we're trying to block them because uh, there's a bunch of G20 action taking place. When I was in Europe, I got to see, and I actually have a clip, but it's kind of boring. But the G20 people are concerned about China because they, they, they're, not in, they're not really joining the club. You know, they're not, they're not really, they're in the G20 yeah. talking about how we're going to, you know, how they're going to divide up the world's riches for the 20 nations. Yeah. And China's not really, it seems to me that China's not playing ball. 
you want to play this clip for a sec? Well, you can play it. Yeah, this yeah. is just an idea. This is actually inside the meeting with one of the women uh, that's, uh, I guess, the current chairman of the thing from France. French hosts were pleased to have reached some agreement over how to reduce the trade and currency imbalances at the root of the global financial crisis. Negotiations have been frank, sometimes tense, always very respectful, and have led to a final compromise. We can't say it's anyone's responsibility in particular, but it does represent a spirit of compromise, a requirement in the nature of the commitments that have been taken. Did you uh, record this on your uh, dictaphone? What is... I had to record off a speaker. Yeah. What, I got like, it in Europe. What uh, is the... You know, that says nothing. It's, it's a bureaucratese where they talk about tents and we had to do this. We had to, Essentially, what happened is the Chinese... You know, the Chinese are screwing Europe as much as they're screwing us. You know, oh, they're yeah. losing their jobs. They can't... Oh, yeah. So they've been shut down. But so we're... I think so what we're going to do, we sent the, you know, kind of the U.S. use the economic hitman model. And we decided to just cut off China's oil. And and Libya, apparently, let me just read this graph from this uh, one uh, newsletter that discusses oil. An analyst close to the oil industry suggests that Libya may sit on the largest oil and gas reserves in all of Africa. Yeah, but that's, that's not the, the news you get. The news you get is... They only have 2% of the world's oil. It's not that important. No, that's why Tony Blair went over there and hugged Gaddafi. That's why uh, Obama hugged Gaddafi. Please. The underdeveloped nation has few domestic oil companies to access the underground reserves, and very few foreign companies are ever granted access. In the recent decision by CNP China National Petroleum, to bid for Libya's assets, it could have been a play to get access to what may be the lottery ticket in black gold. So, as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a, a good crisis go to waste. Uh, I think this is exactly what is taking place, John. Is we, we've had, we had the surprise Tunisia uh, uprising. Hey, boom, we got a spark in Egypt. Now it's just everyone's like, oh, everyone's rioting and uprising. And it's all a distraction from the oil. It's everything is about, and by the way, I need to remind people today, debuting after this show on NoAgendaStream.com, uh, the very first episode of The Oil Show, uh, Mr. Oil, uh, a, uh, an oil insider, uh, has a show where he tells it all. It's a great show, by the way, John. You're going to love this. If you, want, if you want all the dirty secrets from the inside of the oil business, Mr. Oil Show will bring it to you. Great. So anyway, the... Uh yeah, this is what it's all about. And, you know, people say, well, Saudi Arabia. No, Saudi Arabia is is on board. So since they're not, you know, all of a sudden selling out to China, there's not going to be a revolution in Saudi Arabia. Right? It's not about Iran. It's not about the Muslim Brotherhood. And it's not actually just about the oil. It's about China and yeah. the oil. China, yeah, good point. It's funny because I, I was previewing that Mr. Oil show. He says that Russia is now the world's largest oil producer. Now, of course, we know that China and Russia just, uh, like, what was it, th two, three months ago, signed this huge agreement uh, to share all their resources and all their stuff and probably use their own local currencies. And, of yeah, course, and now that we're starting to see slight uprisings in Russia to mm -hmm. getting rid, try to get rid of Putin. The public's irked about this and that. I mean, there's no question about it. We're trying to cut off China's supply of oil in any way we can because they're screwing us. With these ridiculous, with this, with, by taking over the world's industrial manufacturing, by lowballing everything. And this is our way of doing it. This is the way of doing it without officially doing it by the government. There's no government involved. I mean, in this. the only other way to do it is to go bomb the fuckers. 
Sorry. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Out. No, that would suck. That would totally suck. <laughs> that's, not a ni- that's not a nice way to treat people. But that is the only other way. And so this is an economic hitman uh, operation of enormous magnitude. Oh, yeah. This is a beauty. And not only that, but they had this get- – this is a good one because this kind of, kind of mocks the, uh, the show Rubicon – which we we mention every so often, where they you know they did a, they they essentially set up these scenarios. First, they figure out the scenario, and then they make it happen, and it's actually quite interesting. And it looks to me as though this is all scripted, and it's really well done because they start with a little kind of like Tunisia, and you have Egypt, you know, which is you know an oil producer, but. The real target, obviously, has been Libya from the beginning. And you got Bahrain and got to kind of figure out what the hell they're doing in the mix. And maybe one of these countries, perhaps Bahrain, which looks like to me would go, you know, Sharia law crazy. And then we could get all worked up on the right wing channels because Bahrain is turned into a Muslim country. It is always has been. But now it could be ruled by, you know, some. Well, no, I mean, I, I guarantee I guarantee you one thing. At the end of the day, it's Sarah Palin's fault. That's that's the way. It, that's what happens in our media here. At the end of the day, damn those teabaggers and Sarah Palin. That's always that's always the way it's going. It's like I was talking to Mickey last night. Man, it's amazing. You know, it, it we'll never have anything happen in the United States because we're all just so consumed. We're, we're so mind controlled by. And by the way, so are the people in the news. They don't know any better. They're, all, they're terrible. They're dumbbells. Like you think they would wake up, but they're all uh, you know, they're spending too much time at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> at the White House, no less. A lot of them. I'll, let me just give you, let me give you one little minute. We can come back to this, and I want to do our uh, producers. I just wanted to give you a little Ministry of Truth thing that completely blew me away. It was so awesome how these guys did this. So, um, of course, when the Don't Ask, Don't Tell Repeal Act came out, uh, on this show the next morning... Uh, we actually read you the bill, and it expressly says the don't ask, don't tell legislation is not ended with this until all these things have happened, including certification. Uh, and, and if that doesn't take place, don't ask, don't tell remains in place. It literally says that. And, uh, and everyone's like, you know, everyone's cheering. And, and uh, the New York Times, um, I just need, I, just to reiterate this, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'm going somewhere. And the New York Times even uh, had headlines. Here's New York Times headlines. Uh, Obama signs away, don't ask, don't tell. Uh, at long last, military honor. And Senate repeals ban on gays serving openly in the military. Not true, not true, not true. Associated Press actually reported, I quote, The new law ends the 17-year-old don't ask, don't tell policy that forced gays to hide their sexual orientation or face dismissal. So... All lies or just stupidity because they didn't actually read the legislation. They believe the PR hype. So the New York Times came out um, yesterday with, uh, I think it was an op-ed or no, I think it was, an, uh, it was a regular article titled, Don't Ask, Don't Tell Persists Despite New Law to End It. And it's because there was a memo sent um, from, I believe, the... Uh, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff saying, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer. Exactly what we predicted, John. Oh, it's going to take a little bit longer for the certification. And, you know, so this thing can get legs. So I can just see them strategizing. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? We've got to do something to stop this because this is the kind of thing that someone, some idiot like Adam Curry and John C. Tavora could, like, read this and, like, say, hey, look, this is what's really going on and it might catch legs. So they immediately come out with uh, the Obama administration is... Um, yeah, we're not going to uh, to fight the uh, uh, definition of marriage uh, law uh, because it's unconstitutional. 
uh, which is basically uh, something that was set in place 15 years ago and, and is just moving it all off into the Supreme Court. And, of course, this is a huge cover-up. So to cover up the first lie, they then come up with another phony baloney thing. Oh, no, we're not going to fight that as, uh, as wrong. It's just unconstitutional. We'll have the Supreme Court work it out. And that becomes the news. And this this discovery the New York Times made gets Def- completely it was the defense of marriage complete act. yeah defense of marriage act gets completely washed out on the in the morning the morning that this is in the New York Times they come out with this new OS well we're we're uh, this is a violation of gay rights and so they they do it again <laughs> and I'm just thinking how many t- you know, this is like Lucy in the football and I'm only bi curious it's like you know <laughs> yeah you apparently are bi curious in this. It's, but why, uh, you know, why isn't Lady Gaga in, outraged over this? You know, Lady Gaga doesn't know what's going on. She's where, too busy collecting her $100 million <laughs> and living it up. Where are my gay brothers and sisters with their outrage? I guess they don't. It's like you're gay and then you're gay in the military. And if you're gay in the military, you apparently can't read. You certainly are not allowed to talk. Yeah, just, okay. Well, anyway. I think you made your point yeah, again. Again. Sorry. Hey, did we have any support for this uh, work that we do, John, and this yeah, analysis yeah, we yeah, bring? Thanks, uh, we want to thank uh, some of these, uh, some of our executive producers and associate executive producers. We've got uh, one. Uh, we're going to have one executive producer standalone and one, two, three executive producer two eighty one clubs. Oh, and one associate executive producer. Okay, who's also a new uh, newbie. So, but there, our executive producer uh, donated uh, another five hundred dollars to the cause. Uh, Baron von Pelsmachers. Oh, my goodness. Really? And he says it's about time to send another donation. The invaluable info and entertainment is so worth it. He's absolutely correct. Hope to meet you both for real at some point along the way. We'll go to Belgium and meet him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll we'll can, wine you know, and dine. I can use some French fries. Oh, so, uh, s- s- Baron Stephen uh, Pelsmachers. Thank you so much. I mean, so they have, so, you know, the French fry for people out there who don't know, I don't think we actually ever mentioned it, is actually an, a Belgian invention. Yes, we know. And uh, they eat it for Americans listening with mayonnaise. Yes, which is quite tasty. It actually is. You know, it takes a little getting used to because to an American palate, it's disgusting. I've told you the story when I first moved to Holland in 1972, and, uh, and I hated it course like what am i doing here and my dad took me out to the actually it was the car races in zumfort when they still had them there formula one he said you want something to eat hey boy want something to eat said, yeah and wait here he came back and he came back with a uh, a rolled up newspaper like uh cone, cone. with uh, french fries and a big gob of mayonnaise on top i and i remember so well going home and going oh, i hate it here and they eat french fries with mayonnaise i hate it <laughs> And now, of course, I love it. What a whim. <laughs> I was seven. Give me a break. <laughs> and now, of course, I love it. Anyway, uh, Stephen, thank you so much. He is our top patron. He Here. gets it. He gets it. He understands the value for value, and he's saying it right there. Not only is it the invaluable information, which you can't get anywhere else, it's also the entertainment value. And yeah. he sees we, that... We actually we, we, we present intelligence... Within it's intelligent, it's intelligentainment. <laughs> wow! It, hello, hello, Ron Bloom. <laughs> intelligentainment. Yes, we yeah. call it. To, hi, uh, we're here for an investment. Uh, we're doing something we call intelligentainment. Wow, it's the new thing. It's trending. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's trending. trending. <laughs> intelligentainment. Of course, so, the, the reason why we can bring you this intelligentainment is because 
there's a domain name to register, is because uh, we don't take ads, and we don't take any money from anyone except from the people who actually value the show and the service. Right. They, they send us money, and we continue to do this work. Yeah. So we also have uh, one, two, three members of the 281 Club, including Gordon Walton from Austin, Texas. Thanks for the karma. Got the job. Yay. Karma, karma worked. After my number 275 donation, also Buzzkill has almost become a crackpot too, uh, and he regrets that, he says. <laughs> well, I feel great now. Uh, Nolan Waugh in uh, New Zealand, uh, which is, uh, I hope he's okay, okay apparently he is, because he gave us $281 and said, hi, and he's a member of the 281 Club. Hi, John and Adam. Planned to make a donation in early January and get my birthday shout out. But, but on my birthday, I had an accident at work where I crushed a vertebrae. Oh, Ow. Never got around to making that donation, so here's a catch-up, but also a massive dose of karma for the people of Christchurch as they struggle to deal with the ongoing tragedy following Tuesday's earthquake. Yours from Gitmo Nation, Shaky Islands. Yeah, <laughs> it's their new. They, we've renamed the Gitmo Nation coordinate, the quadrant of Shaky Islands. Here you go, everybody, coming at you for our friends down there. You've under. got karma. We're giving you tons of karma, and don't worry. I, I think that they've got the oil thing under control now, so they won't. You won't see any more uh, earthquakes. That's my prognosis. Sir Sander Hooks. Yeah, right. It's probably right. Sir Sander Hoxbergen. Is that right? It's uh, Hoxbergen. 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 <laughs> he's a, he's a re- returning. Zandam. 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 Hi, John and Adam. No, Zandam, not Zandam. 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 Yeah, like that, kind of. What does Zandam mean? Is a d- 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 dumb is a dam. Sand, like sand dam. Sand dam. Uh, hi, John and Adam. Today is the first, bir- first birthday of NoAgendaTV.com. Therefore, oh. I would like to support you two guys with the amount to become the member of the 281 Club in name of NoAgendaTV.com. Please link. Okay. Keep up the great blood, 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 grow it. What does that mean? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Keep up the... Bloody blah. Oh, bloody blah, grow it. No, bloody blah, comma, groot. Sommer uit Sandam. Groot. Groot. So, uh, yeah, noagendatv.com. Uh, all, and actually, we've been working together for a while. I, uh, I tag stuff with video for him. So, all the, the things that come from video or anything video related to the show, you can find at noagendatv.com. Uh, it's, it's better than that crap you call your TV. I'm sure it is. And the effect it is. I've seen it a couple of times. I go over there. Uh, it's a lot of clips. Richland, Michigan. We have uh, someone who wants me to pronounce his name. Uh, Budwin Marshalkovird. Budwin Marshalkovird. Exactly. <laughs> Just started listening in January. You guys do amazing work. It can't be repeat- repeated enough how no other media outlet provides what you guys do. This is a fact. Yes. Give another $200 to Rhino as well. While I'm no longer a boner, I have a perma hard on every time your show is on. Huh. If you ever need some financial analysis or accounting work done, I may be able to help. Keep up the great work. Uh, I'm off to throw a stone. Huh. Brad, <laughs> P.S., some karma for my wife and two kids would be appreciated as well. I'd also like a little background singing with my jingles. Go ahead, Adam. Okay, take here we go. <laughs> You've got... You've got- Karma. Okay, and that's our executive producer, associate executive producers, and that, uh, by the way, was $225, and we appreciate all that uh, help for yes. this show. A couple of uh, PR associate mentions. First of all, the official No Agenda Bat Signal is now on the Mac App Store, so this is a desktop app. 
that integrates with growl. So when the uh, the bat signal sounds, which of course is a call to arms, that's uh, you'll get that notification on your laptop. So not just for iPhones anymore. A uh, couple of domain name forwards: um, Gregory Birch, uh, Sir Greg, uh, <laughs> purchased Sheeple.me, which he's forwarding to noagendashow.com, which we think is a great idea. Sheeple.me.com. Um, this is very exciting, and uh, I'll, I'll have to give you this link uh, later, John. There's a, a trailer for an iPhone game, which comes out in March. It's the No Agenda Human Resource game. It, it will blow you away. It's like little you and me's, and uh, and you know, it's kind of like a um, it's kind of like a Tetris type game, but also with uh, gravity. And all kinds of Gitmo stuff in there, and it's a 33 puzzle, and it's it's mm. hi, it's highly produced. It's beautiful. Uh, you get a lot of good work coming out. Oh, I mean, you can't, it's unbelievable. Our ecosystem is phenomenal. Uh, so uh, the link in the show notes to the video, and uh, I guess the uh, the actual game will be out in a day or two. And then uh, finally, Matt Frank, a human resource and slave from Mentor, Ohio. Uh, is forwarding the domain name shutupslaves.com to... Uh, oh. oh, that's a good one. <laughs> NoAgendashow.com. you get that one? That's another uh, one. Uh, I don't know, but it's a good one. It's <laughs> a good one. Shut up. Shutupslaves.com. I, you know, whenever people say, what do you do? You know, I eventually wind up, yeah, I got this little show, you know, whenever. And I say, what is it? No Agenda Show? No Agenda. But if I think I would just say shutupslaves.com, I think people will really remember that. <laughs> Shut up, slaves. Shut up, slaves. I go, oh, yes, I, I, I know. I'm, this is my mission. I need to shut up, slave. Oh, that's right. That show. All right. And, of course, uh, we thank our uh, so, uh, no executive producers and 281 Club members. It is now officially closed. The only way to get in on a club is for 282. That will be open for a Sunday's show. Uh, thanking Gordon Walton, Nolan Waugh, and Sander Hoxbergen of NoAgendaTV.com. Our associate executive producer, Baudemai Marschalkoviert. And, of course, Baron Stephen Van Palsmakers. It's actually, there's no van in there, but it sounds much better. Uh, Stephen Pelsmakers, who is uh, the by far the top patron of No Agenda, and uh, we highly, highly appreciate what he is doing for us. It keeps us uh, keeps us going because that's the only way we can do it. Now, of course, all of you out there can go out and do one very simple thing, which is propagate our message. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. And, um, yeah, there you have it. Wow, we're already w- well into the show. Is, is, that, is that okay that we do the, uh, I guess it, it's kind of cool that we do the credits a little bit later, right? Yeah, we might want to even move the uh, final credits to, closer to the end. So make it easier for people to deal with the structure of the show. The show is, uh, uh, it's, got, it's just a, it's a tightly packed exposition. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And remember, we we used to do like half an hour. <laughs> we started off. Those at, were the days. I think. It, I think. We, yeah, I think the first couple of shows were like a half an hour, forty minutes maybe, and then it stretched to an hour. Right. And then it stretched to an hour and a half, and we were saying, "Well, an hour and a half is too long." And uh, but then it went to two hours, and now it runs just about uh, two hours and ten minutes almost every time we do the show. Oh, it's two twenty-five even. It gets oh, longer. Yeah. See, I like to keep it on so it's on two discs. What's so hard, though, is the, the, the stretch between Sunday and Thursday is really difficult because there's so much that, you know, what happened essentially on Monday kind of falls by the wayside. 
You know, would it, let me just, a, a philosophical question, I'm not looking to do anything, but do you think that if we did a show on Tuesday, so we had Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, do you think that the donations would just spread out over those three shows? Yeah, or, or, you know, I think... Well, let me finish my question. Or would enough money come in to support that type of commitment from us? I, I'll tell you what I think. I mean, we could test it, but... I think the Thursday show would suffer horribly because you have the, the, the one day between Tuesday and Thursday. There's just it's going to, you know, the, essentially Tuesday show is going to be done. Then we're going to have whatever news comes out on Tuesday and Wednesday. You got Thursday show. You got that's so short. I mean, even Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is long enough to at least make a decent show on Sunday. But I think the Thursday show would suck if we actually hmm. did a show on Tuesday. And I think the shows could be a little shorter. It's just yeah, the management would, of the information. There's just so much that goes on. It's like, wow, you know. Yeah, I just, think it could be shorter, but I, don't, I think our tendency is to, is to, is to go long, which oh, is a problem. Something, you know what? We'll talk about it in the, in the weekly meeting. <laughs> Where, where is that? When does that take place? I love it so much. It's like, you know, the last time I spoke to John was literally after the show on, uh, on Sunday. And I'm like, eh, you know what? I, and I don't, I don't look at his website. And we don't email. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it'll show up Thursday morning one way or the other. You know, it's the best. It is the only way to go. If if every single show did that, every any show where the hosts and the guests don't talk to each other before they get on the air, if they did that, they would improve fifty percent. I agree with that. In fact, that's Larry King's old theory. And everyone said, "Well, it's because he was lazy." Well, it seemed to work. He was on Pierce. I missed it. I saw it. How was ah? You suck. <laughs> what, what are they asking for me to come back? Huh? He said that, you know, he was, it was funny because he had a sly smile on his face the whole time. Of course. Time. He's like, <laughs> hey, he said, he lie said, me well, bastard. And, and Pierce was, I thought, was very undiplomatic uh, 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 when he says, well, your ratings had dropped over the last few years, Larry. Uh, how about he, yours, you bastard? <laughs> and he said, Larry says, the, he, Larry says the model changed. He says the, the media changed. He says now... Right. Uh, everybody wants a screaming host that just goes crazy, and they don't want the guests. The guests are secondary, right? Which is never his way of doing things. And no, it's all uh, about Larry. Of course, of course. When he said that, it says, "Well, Pierce is even more of that style." No kidding. He's very uninteresting. So he's toast. Now we should do a, a Deadpool on that guy. Like a for real, for real Deadpool, Deadpool. Like, like two to the head, or just cancel? Deadpool, a cancellation Deadpool. Uh. I give him six months max. <laughs> no, man, he's. You know what? Here's the. Here's what it is. The Brits are so have such hard ons for making it in America, which is it, it's unbelievable. It's like if you can make it in America, then you can thumb your nose at all the Brits. Like ah, I made it off that prison prison island, you fools. He will work for free. He'll work for free just to stay on the air. He's not going to go back. No way. If he would, he would be the laughing stock. Of Gitmo Nation East, he's not going to go back. No way. It doesn't mean they're going to keep him on the air. Oh, he'll he'll do it for free. Well, well, that would be a good deal. By the way, I'm looking at this beautiful mug we received from one of our producers. I have yours here. It's like a we only there's only two I guess in existence, uh, and it's a beautiful picture of Doug, the bird. Doug. Doug, and it's a W I T M news. Listen up, slaves! Is a little balloon coming out of Doug's mouth, and it says there are compromised news sources, and then there's Doug. <laughs> and I'm enjoying my uh, my coffee uh, from yeah, that this morning. I to go down to L.A. to get my mug. Yeah, your mug is here. Your mug is here. Well, it seems like people are sending you, like, food and stuff. 
And my, yeah, I get uh, all kinds of weird stuff. And my um, share of the food is up with you. Yeah, actually, when I was in Spain, uh, Garcia bought a, uh, for the show, uh, as a donation, bought me a uh, Manchego cheese. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a nice one. It was. I was. We went. I went to this supermarket, which was mind-boggling. And is the bottom of is just this. It's like the basement of this large department store in, in uh, Madrid. Uh-huh. This thing was. It had. There was aisles of. There was like an aisle of of tuna with about fifty varieties of canned tuna. The the olive oil aisle was like a liquor store aisle of wine and spirits. Nice. With hundreds and hundreds of kinds of... And I do have a photo, which I'll be posting on the blog, Dvorak.org slash blog, of the one of the meat counters. There must have been 50 meat counters of all sorts. Did you bring, one did of you bring meat, anything back uh, into the country? Yeah, I brought the Manchego. That's where I got did it. Did you declare it? Did you say, yeah, I've got some yeah, cheese? Yeah, I brought cheese. Cheese is on the list. It doesn't show up on the list. You can bring in cheese. Okay. So... Um, did did, but, did you have any issues? I mean, you got a new passport. Was there? Oh, any- this was the joke of it. So I get my, I get a new passport, I get a new American Express card, and I figure, well, I better go real early to the airport because you know it's going to be a hassle. Right. Never went through international so fast ever. Huh. Hit the thing, hit one thing after another, and it's always like, oh, the, here's a, oh, you got the, you have a, a temporary passport, and they shake their head, and boom, you're just on your way because huh. apparently in Spain there's so many passports all stolen, the time. It's a joke. Yeah. So did uh, did you have to? Were there any uh, naked body scanners in operation? They were there, but no one was using them. Yeah, this is this is what I'm seeing uh, everywhere, and you know, for uh, for all this unrest and for all the terrorism, we should be afraid of uh, these things are not being used, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. Whether it's kind of a, it's very possible that the TSA agents like screw it. You know, we don't want to die from radiation. We're not going to use it. But every single time I get an email from one of our producers, it's like. You know, they had magnometers. They sent maybe one or two people through the... Like, it's almost like it's just for the form, just to show that, oh, yeah, we do it once in a while. I'm not seeing it. I'm yeah. not seeing them use it. However, uh, from uh, Gitmo Nation down under, they have new body scanners. This is unbelievable. Legislation before federal parliament would enable customs officers to use new body scanners um, Instead of sending suspects to hospital for internal x-rays ordered by a doctor. So these are the drug body Whoa. scanners. Oh, yeah. And they actually, here, the, opin- the option of an internal body scan will more quickly exonerate the innocent and ensure a minimum delay for legitimate travelers. What? Yeah. So this is a... Mr. O'Connor, who was in... Uh, they, by the way, they tried, in India, they won't even do, let them, they won't put up with any of this crap. What is wrong with the Australians? They're a bunch of tough guys. Well, Home Affairs Minister Brendan O'Connor says people carrying drugs inside their bodies could die if bags split or leak. So it's important to check with this x-ray. Now, this has got to be a real x-ray. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're x-raying someone's butt to see if, if you're hiding something, that's a real x-ray. But they've wow. got this proposal. The trial will start later this year at a date to be set if legislation passes both houses of parliament. And this could easily happen. Could easily well, in happen. in Australia, they put up with all kinds of crap. Well, it's amazing. Well, in Australia, they also just... Um, uh, here it is. We have... What's her name? Uh, Gillian, the, the, the prime minister. Julia Gillard. Yeah. Gillard, one, yeah. Gillard right, whatever. The actress. Uh the actress and she looks kind of hot she she has she has 
She's got this redhead. She looks exactly like that actress Swinton in yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, Malo- you know, but she's got like the the like the t- skin tight thing on with little leather jacket over yeah, it. She's, and, she's, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a, a presidential MK Ultra model. And uh, anyway, she says Australia will have a carbon tax uh, by 2012. I am going to price carbon. She said, "Pretty heavy stuff." I'm going to price carbon. So there there comes your cap and trade uh, in Australia. But back to so, the just back to the TSA briefly and I'll get off it. Um so this is video which you have to see noagendashow.com in the show notes of the TSA at a train terminal a US uh, train terminal and they are and and when you see the video it's just it's just disgusting to look at because they got like 11 9-year-old boy and he's like two of them actually and they just just completely feeling these kids up not just wanding but groping around and feeling and their mother is right next to him but here's the kicker this is um at the uh, savannah savannah uh, train terminal it's after they got off the train what so they're getting off the train and then they have to go through a tsa checkpoint why <laughs> for your protection slave of course, it's for training purposes to train you to submit to this. But and the video is just it. it you see these poor little tykes, you know, these nine-year-old boys, and like sit over there, sit over there, and they're feeling them up. And, and they take the the. It's a minute-long search of these kids after they get off the train. I'd be like, oh no, you didn't. I would call the police. Yeah, I would absolutely. It's just unbelievable. Wanding the nine-year-old kid after he gets off the train. They don't. Uh, they local police around here have said that they'll uh, prosecute any TSA people who take advantage, do this kind of groping. Of course, I haven't seen that happen, but they say they will. It's just unconscionable. Anyway, good on the Seattle restaurant uh, at uh, Tacoma International, uh, who are refusing uh, TSA agents uh, in his establishment. He says we have a no eat list, and the TSA are all on it. <laughs> Why? Because he hates them. He's <laughs> like. Hey, look, you got a no-fly list? I got a no-eat list. You're here at TSA? No service for you. Get out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my, uh, I love was the telling me about this. Apparently, it's a big, everyone's big, a buzz about it up in Seattle. Yeah, well, right on. Right on for you Se- Seattletonians. So, talking about what we're doing on the show, I, when I was in Spain floating around with the guys, the Madrid club, uh... Garcia mentioned to me that the one reason that the, the people, American or English speakers in foreign countries, he says that our show is a must listen to because he says out of the blue, they completely in the entire EU, he has never seen one reference, one story, anything to do with the GMO, uh, genetically modified foods. Really? At all. He says it's been completely taken out of the news stream. And he says, except for our show. Nobody ever talks about it. He says, he says, what happened six years ago? Sorry. Six years ago, he said, it was all, oh, everybody, oh, Americans and this horrible food, blah, blah, blah. And he says, then they just shut up about it. And now he says, he says, listening to us, it's like a, a night and day. I asked these guys, whatever happened to the Green Party, which is something I also noticed over there, which is the Green Party has kind of been, you know, I never heard of the Green, anything about the Green Party anymore. And they tell me, especially at least in Spain, the Green Party actually joined forces. Oh, yeah. No, they're on board. Well, no, they yeah, and they're but they're they've joined forces with the Communist Party. <laughs> yeah, way to go, guys! It, it's <laughs> tr- communism. It's trending. 
Unbelievable. So uh, then let's uh, satisfy our friends and get Monation Castanet. A couple of things about uh, First United States of Europe. Uh, f- an uh, amazing article in the Daily Mail. And uh, there's a. St- so, you know, if you want news, then you, all you have to do is come out with some uh, scientific study. Just science! You need to throw some science in there. Here's the headline Organic produce not as good for your health. Vegetables grown with pesticides contain more vitamins. And this, of course, is a Roundup Ready GMO article saying that, you know, if, if, we, uh, if we grow these things with our Roundup Ready, then uh, there's much more uh, vitamins included in them, which is just a beautiful way of positioning it. Hey, there's more vitamins. Oh, yeah, I should have that. Um, what a crock of crap. We have uh, in DEFRA, uh, who are, these are terrorists as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is Gitmo Nation East. So DEFRA is the Department of what is it? Energy Farming Resources, A-Hole, something like that. Uh, They said, you know what? Uh, Milk from cloned cows, it's okay to drink. (laughs) Enjoy your tasty milk slaves over there. Milk and meat from the offspring of cloned animals should be allowed to go on sale, according to the Minister of... uh, uh, Cloning. Ag- minister of cloning exactly the minister yeah the the food standards agency is like yeah that's a pretty good idea we should uh, we should allow that um bbc news uh has the report that uh as genetically modified crops continue to spread uh now over 1 billion hectares which i think a hectare is is a multiple of an acre isn't it isn't a hectare like 10 acres uh, no, it's not that much. It's like two, something like that. Hold on a second. Hectare acre conversion. And the most uh, genetically modified uh, farmland is in Brazil. But the EU's trying to catch up. They're doing their darndest. And then uh, finally some uh, some anti-Monsanto news. Yeah, although it'll get no play whatsoever, of course. Of course not. Uh, number one... Uh, Scientists, uh, it's two point four seven acres per hectare. So two, so two and a half billion acres of uh, genetically modified crop fields globally. I guess quite a bit. Uh, Monsanto's Roundup Ready uh, is causing animal miscarriages. Yay! I wonder if that could happen to people. You know, just another way to kill some folks. And then I actually have uh, some audio of this. Uh, this is the. Uh, let me just find it here for a second. Uh, so when the, so you know how these uh, the farmers are basically they get trapped right by Monsanto, and part of the trap is if you're not on board and your neighbor has it and then his seed spread to your uh, farmland, you're screwed. Either you're on board, you pay the royalties for their patented seeds, or they run you out of business with legal. <clears throat> but uh, apparently uh, now available online is the Monsanto agreement that all farmers have to sign uh, when they uh, get on board with the program. And I found a little piece of audio here of a, uh, a nice woman uh, explaining this, and it's only a minute. She only reads the pertinent paragraph <clears throat> of what these farmers are actually signing up to as it comes to liability. Stand by. Monsanto requires farmers or growers who buy their genetically modified seeds to sign the Monsanto Technology Stewardship Agreement found online that says, 
Growers Exclusive Remedy. The exclusive remedy of the growers and the limit of the liability of Monsanto or any seller for any and all losses, injury, or damages resulting from the use or handling of seed, including claims based in contract, negligence, product liability, <laughs> strict liability, tort or otherwise, shall be the price paid by the grower for the quantity of the seed involved or at the election of Monsanto or the seed sellers, the replacement of the seed. <laughs> so that is legalese for if someone dies from your genetically modified crop, which somewhere down the food chain caused miscarriages, it's your fault, farmer. Yeah. Hey, farmer boy. It's an indemnification clause. Yeah. But yeah, it, which no, it, only idiots sign, by the way. Right, but if you're a farmer and you, you need to, like, this is what you do and you have no other choice, I mean, it's a scam. It's, they're totally being forced to do this. It's sad. It's just sad. Of course, it comes nowhere near what happened with, uh, and you were out of the, uh, out of the country, John, when this uh, news came out. Um, if you're a vaccine maker, the uh, Supreme Court came out with a ruling on, uh, what was this, uh, Monday or Tuesday? <clears throat> a 6-2 to two vote, people injured by vaccines that say they were improperly designed must rely solely on a compensation system created by a 1986 law and may not sue vaccine manufacturers as ruled by the Supreme Court on Tuesday. Wow. So, Thank you, Supreme Court, for protecting the public. Now, the only one who abstained or recused was Elena Kagan because of her work on the case as United States Solicitor General. But, of course, uh, we know that... Uh, uh, we know that uh, Clarence Thomas... Uh, signed up he of course he used to be in legal for uh, monsanto uh and so he's on board kind of with all of these uh lethal industries uh but it it, it just it, it blows me away that you you cannot sue the vaccine manufacturers if they have a faulty product yeah that they can put cyanide in the vaccine to kill you and it's too bad yeah oh, sorry sorry about that and then uh <laughs> And so, the, of course, the vaccine makers, they love this because, yeah, what do we got to lose? We can just do whatever we want. So my favorite is uh, Gardasil, the HPV uh, human papilloma virus. Well, John, this thing is so dangerous. I mean, you know, after the show, you and your daughter and your son, and you know what? We should grab Eric, too. We all need to get our Gardasil shot because... Results show oral sex, bigger cause of throat cancer than tobacco. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Said he coughing. <laughs> wow. What study was this? The science is in. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, hold on a second. The science is in. <laughs> Who uh, did this? <laughs> it's laughable. Well, it was so funny that I, uh, it's Professor Mara Gillison of Ohio State University. Uh, and of course, uh, Ohio. I'm sure that they're getting all kinds of money from. Uh, oh yeah. Who makes this stuff? Merck or whoever. Whoever makes this Gardasil. I think it's a Pfizer actually. So everyone has to have this. Every everybody needs to get this. Or uh, you could stop sucking cock. That would be another way to do it. But you know, I think it's better just to get the shot. Then we can continue on our merry way. It just you know, when this stuff comes out in the news, I mean, they they are so blatant. They do not give a crap. They just don't. 
You just don't give a crap about it. And then you've got, I mean, the, the and look, we've been saying this for a couple of years now. This is the new, uh, the new normal is vaccine for everything, even if it's not a virus, it's just going to be called a vaccine because there's no yeah, no testing requirements. You can't get sued. So why don't you say, here's a hot... It's just beautiful. It's perfect. It's, perfect. it's the perfect storm. How about, how about a, a high... And I want, to re- I want to remind our listeners out there that that Adam has uh, documented the... Because uh, you looked at a bunch of PowerPoints done by the drug companies saying that it was a bonanza. It's a moneymaker. We got nothing but profits ahead. Yep. And they said this two years ago, two and a half years ago when we looked at... And it's... It's online. You can just get it. <clears throat> it's not that hard to research, but everybody's on board. And, of course, it's beautiful. It let's have a high blood pressure vaccine. Yeah, everyone's got those anyway. And if we give them this, if, if they die from it, well, screw you. You, you can't sue us. <laughs> you cannot sue us. Now. Um, it's, it's dynamite. It's like it's, it's like giving beautiful. somebody when you say you can't be sued. It's like in the, especially in this litigious United States of America. It's like giving somebody a blank check. Yep. You exactly you make a is. law that says you cannot be sued for doing something in this country. The that means that the situation will now go into major abuse mode. Now and that's I, exactly what's going to happen. Is happening with this Gardasil thing. It's ridiculous. The Congress should be ashamed of itself. Well, they're all for allowing bored. this to happen, and the courts should have thrown that law out. They should be ashamed of themselves. What is wrong with these people? This is a this country relies on on legal action to to maintain itself. It's what it's what we do. It's not just this country, John. I have a beautiful example of uh, how the uh, now this is um, uh, from Russia, and of course in Russia we've got the billionaires, and they don't give a crap about human resources. Oligarchs, yeah, yeah the oligarchs. So uh, you're gonna love this piece. This is actually from our national treasure. And it's very, very funny because I was in the car and I was listening to uh, NPR. Um, and a- after I got through all the ads at the beginning of the report, because, of course, it's sponsored by all kinds of companies, uh, underwritten, I'm sorry, whatever you want to call it. could just be called advertising. Um, they go into this report about a Russian vaccine called Arbidol. And the report is great, not for the reasons that they did the report because they don't understand how good their reporting actually is and it just all kind of it just kind of like falls out and it's about this vaccine it's a russian version of a flu vaccine and just I, let's just play this report and i i'm not going to interrupt it until you break out laughing <laughs> because you it will blow you away just obviously they're great with mafioso schemes whether it's about oil whatever it is in russia the mob runs everything, or KGB, or whatever elitist cr- a-holes, and uh, they apparently are doing it to uh, the Russians the same way it's happening here in the United States. Listen to this. Last year, Vladimir Putin made a surprise appearance at a Russian pharmacy. TV news cameras in tow. Russia's prime minister had come to check on the price of Arbidol, a Russian-made flu medication and the best-selling drug in the country. Putin wanted to make sure it was affordable, or maybe remind his countrymen just how affordable it is. With the cameras rolling, Putin learned that Arbidol is even cheaper than comparable drugs. A box is 150 rubles, about five bucks. The curious thing about that encounter is that just a few years ago, the Arbidol brand seemed destined for the trash heap, one more Soviet relic outclassed by foreign imports. Experts at Russia's own Academy of Medical Sciences deemed it an obsolete drug of unproven effectiveness. So how did Arbidol 
gets such a successful second life. It is called like Russian blockbuster. This is Pavel Melnikov, a former government official who now works for a private PR firm in Moscow. He says the rise of Arbidol begins with Russia's richest man, Roman Abramovich. In 2006, he acquired the company that owned Arbidol and immediately spent millions of rubles on ads. Uh, commercials on television, you see Arbidol, Arbidol, Arbidol. You're just like a rabbit coming to the drugstore, give me an Arbidol. By 2008, sales of Arbidol had doubled. And then the drug got a boost that money can't buy. The outbreak of swine flu in April of 2009. <laughs> okay. Wow. This, this is where I almost veered off the road. This is good. So there's this dude who's a rich a-hole. He knows what's going to happen. He knows they're going to trigger this fake swine flu epidemic. He buys up the company, starts advertising, and then, as this dipshit from NPR says, then something happened that money can't buy. Oh, really? <laughs> swine flu outbreak. And, of course, you know, it's like a bonanza. It's unbelievable. And, this and they have the PR firm, the guy's oh, yeah. in PR, and he's a spokesperson. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy's a genius whoever bought this company. That's I, I brought, that the guy who owns all the soccer teams. Oh, that Abramovich. guy. Abramovich, yeah. He's yeah. a genius. Well, you don't have to be a genius if you just get the memo. It's like, hey, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, hey true. Uh, Abramovich, well, Abramovich. Okay, he's well-connected. Abramovich, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's Cho here at the World Health Organization. Hey, look, Is we're going to... the guy who bought the, the New Jersey Nets? I don't know if it's the same guy. I think it might be. But here's it, a real tall guy. Hey, it's uh, it's a uh, Cho from uh, the World Health Organization. Listen, uh, we're going to uh, change the rules uh, as to what a pandemic really is. We're going to make it something else so we can scare all the human resources, and everyone's going to be getting this uh, vaccine over here. Uh, over here, the government's going to buy it, and they have no, you know, people can't sue you for it. So you're going to talk to Putin. Have Putin go to look at this stuff and uh, make sure he buys it from you, and yeah, uh, you do the scam. And then, by the way, I want a Ferrari. This is exactly what, she does what it is. That crazy woman. She should be run out of town. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's actually disgusting, some of these public officials. I don't know what you call a U.N. representative. I guess it's not a public official. I don't know what they are. Yeah, but, but the exact same scam was pulled here, just a little, a little classier, a little more hidden. You know, it's not just one guy who, who's into sports who like, oh, I think I should get into the vaccine business. I like them drugs. Oh, this is a good time to buy. I'm just thinking this old thing that everyone hates. Let me just get that. I mean, please. It's, isn't it apparent that this is how the scam works? Now, by the way, John, you have to be very, very careful with what you're saying. Very, very careful. Because you cannot be anti-government anymore. Did you know that? Is that in the uh, Budapest Treaty? Uh, <laughs> well, it might be a new protocol. Fox News definitely got the memo. Hate groups across America are growing, both in number and in hatred for the federal government. A new report released by the Southern Poverty Law Center puts the number of active U.S. hate groups at more than 1,000. That's the first time ever. So we've got a survey. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we got a survey about hate groups, anti-government hate groups. 
Uh, and uh, it's we're not far off from being deemed that. In fact, we should probably have hategroup.com, point to no agenda.com. <laughs> we, might, we might as well just be ahead we of the curve. We probably are not that far. Yeah, sure, we might be on the list for all you know. Well, listen to this. So they, they they bring out the dude with the beard, you know, like a consultant who, of course, oh, I can, let me analyze this for you. Let me tell you exactly what's happening. also shows a 60% spike in anti-government patriot groups. And there's a growing fear that these extremist movements could produce more homegrown acts of terrorism. No. Mark Potok is the intelligence. Project Director for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Good morning. Southern Poverty Law Center. Whatever that is, that's really official. He must. Uh, they've been around for a while. Let me give you a little background. They're the ones who uh, uh, managed to put a lot of the white supremacist groups out of business by suing them oh. uh, on various bases. They've done, done a, a remarkable job of uh, shutting down uh, white supremacist groups that, that were, you know, pretty miserable operations generally. Well, he's after us now. <laughs> Here you hey, go. The first they go after this guy, then that guy, then I was last. What's, what's left? What's, oh, yeah, those guys. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. As you looked into this, it's a pretty extensive report. What did you find out? What's going on here? Why the increase? Well, uh, basically what we found was really a uh, quite enormous expansion in radical right-wing groups in general. Yeah, radical right-wing groups. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no left-wing groups no. that are anti-government or no. critical? No. Or, pa- or patriotic? No. How does that work? No, patriotic. Are you cr- I- Don't say the P word. Don't say the P word. That could well, get you in trouble. These guys all put themselves around the patriotic uh, mode, and I don't see that it's a, that it has to do with right wing anything. No. Well, stand by for the Ministry of Truth. Both hate groups and uh, nativist groups, uh, and especially anti-government patriot groups. Especially anti-government patriot groups. I said, don't say the P word, John. This is very, very bad. We used to call the militias back in the 1990s. <laughs> you know, I think basically there are three things driving this growth. Uh, they are. We're in a growth market. John? The growth market. <laughs> the changing racial demographics of the country. Uh, and that's reflected oh, in... We're also racist. That's what... It, we're racist. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, we're racist. We're anti-gay, anti, uh, anti-black. anti That's right. Please. A number of ways. And non-white immigration and very much sort of apotheosized in the person of Barack Obama. So there's a lot of anger oh, and anger. Oh, bullcrap. Yeah, it gets better. <laughs> ...among some people about that. And there's a reaction. In addition, uh, the economy since the fall of 2008, of course, has really played into this uh, in terms of uh, unemployment, uh, anger at the bailouts, and so on. Uh, It's really ginned up anti-government feeling in many ways. And I think the third major factor uh, is the uh, move of right-wing propaganda, of conspiracy theories... No conspiracy theories! ...into the political mainstream. All right. Yes. We're white, and we're conspiratorial. And we're anti-government and patriotic. Lock me up. This is why people have to donate to the show to keep us on the air. Yeah, you know, no this kidding. is a good, another good reason that we what we do on this show is a little different because if you're, you can just see some sponsor coming up saying, "We well, just heard this guy talking. You guys are going a little in that direction. Can you do more real news?" <laughs> exactly. Can't you talk about like Lindsay Lohan? Hey, the Oscars are coming up this weekend. Why don't you talk about that? You know, just a little. This is exactly what happened on my radio show in uh, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. It's exactly what happened. The, the program director, like, hey man, like, uh, can you just like, uh, you know, why don't you just talk about like a little bit of show news? You know, people like show business news and stuff. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you, you actually say that? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know, just just try and mix it up a little. <laughs> try <laughs> mix it up a little. Bit. You're, you're droning on and on about one thing. <laughs> yeah, mix it up a little. 
And, uh, and like after, can you quit calling every member of parliament here a pedophile? I mean, is there any chance yeah. that you can maybe could talk you, about a little? Could you lay, lay back on that a little bit? Say, well, <laughs> yeah, but the but the director general of justice actually is a pedophile. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, I know, but you know, they got like Blackstone, Brown, and Grubman, whatever, and they're their lawyers, and you know, we really don't want that. And six weeks later, uh, they the financiers pulled out of the whole station. Not the advertising. They went after the financiers. There was like there was the station shut down, and they that's had to shut actually down. A little, I think that's more effective. Of course it if is. If you want to shut the station down, just pull the plug on the money. Yeah. yeah. Boom! It was gone completely. Gone. So yeah, they can't do that. To good us. work, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. And people hated me. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah. Of course, I was run I, out of town. I lost my job and. It, <laughs> And I'm associated with the fall of the place. I mean, come well, the, on, it's bad. Yeah. So, any, just the, the your point is very well made. And before we get to thank some people who understand why we need donations, I think we should listen to a little more of this jabroni with this poppycock and Tommy rot. So, you know, we have ideas that originate on the far right, like the theory that Mexico is secretly planning to reconquer the American Southwest. And those <laughs> ideas- we haven't we haven't done that one yet. No, well, actually, I used to do it on the blog a long time ago because there's all kinds of evidence that there's not Mexico <laughs> per se. Ixnay on the Exacome. It's <laughs> a bunch of, you know, this Azteca, the rest of the. Quiet now. Ideas have essentially moved into the political mainstream. Uh, so you now often hear them uh, on cable news television, on radio talk shows. Well, uh, well let's that talk in the specifics if we can, because obviously what's in everybody's mind most recently is uh, Jared Loeffner and yeah. what happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're lone wolf crazies. And, uh, with the tragedy in Tucson and Gabby Giffords. Now, obviously, it, it does seem as though this guy has some serious mental health. They're showing a picture of him, you know, the, the wacky, crazy How picture. How do this leap of faith to go from this generalization well, about to well, this nutcase with a gun. Well, he actually pulls back a little bit, which which was good, but that only gives credibility to all the other crap that he's just coming out of his pie hole. Do it. That's good work. But beyond that, he also did talk about his extreme hatred for the government. You have a state where immigration issues have been boiling for quite a while. I mean, this, is, this is unbelievable. People who are patriotic are hereby uh, terrorists, racists, and uh, dangerous to society. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, do you see those kinds of, of direct connections? Well, I wouldn't make the connection too directly in the case of Jared Loeffner, uh, although it's certainly true that he had uh, adopted a number of anti-government ideas, Very, yeah. and of course... Certainly true. Yeah, certainly true. Uh, Gabby Giffords, the congresswoman he tried to assassinate, uh, was the leading representative of the government, of the federal government in his reach. Uh, you know, I think maybe another way of looking at this is to think of uh, an another an 11-day period in the same month that this occurred in January. We saw three essentially major domestic terrorist plots. Uh, a man named Jeffrey no, Harbin, no. a well-known neo-Nazi, was arrested uh, on his way to the border in Arizona. He had manufactured allegedly 12 IEDs, improvised explosive devices, uh-huh. uh, that a prosecutor described as uh, built to maximize human carnage. Uh, we don't know exactly what he was up to, but a few days later, three days later, in fact, uh, a very large anti-personnel weapon, bomb, was found uh, along the route of the Martin Luther King Day Parade in Spokane, Washington. Uh, and then just no. another seven right. days after that, uh, we had a man arrested uh, in a car filled with explosives, uh, parked uh, right outside a mosque. All right, the message is be very, very afraid, be very, 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 very afraid, slash, be very afraid, be very afraid. 
afraid because these bombs went off. Yeah, be very afraid. I don't care. There seems to be less bombing than there was 25 years ago. Shut up, slave. Be afraid. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. Right, so uh, just to reiterate, we don't do commercials like uh, your national uh, public radio or public broadcast system on television. Uh, They call it underwriting, but they also call it just commercials, uh, advertising, uh, we amongst don't, themselves, for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, in, in public, we even have that on record. And uh, we don't take any type of money except from the people who support the show and receive information and entertainment. And we think uh, we provide both every single show. and uh, To an extreme. And hopefully, people have appreciated it this week. John. Indeed. Uh, Lawrence McBride, for sure. He's in Moortown, Merseyside, U.K., uh, $111.11. Aaron Newberry, uh, Aurora, Colorado. He wants to de-douche his brother-in-laws, uh, Dave and Kurt, and give a shout-out to my fellow net admins. $100. You've been de-douched. That's for you and for Dave and Kurt. Jason Laskowski, Selena, Kansas, $100. Uh, Dame Jessica Walters, uh, Melbourne. Hey, Sorry? I said, hey, Dame. Hey, Dame. Melbourne, uh, Victoria, Australia. Hello, John and Adam. Donations, a gift from Dame Jess Walters to Sir Troy Walters for our first wedding anniversary. Aww. Isn't that sweet? sweet. That is. And you know what? Uh, uh, I know Eric the Shill is working on the rings. It's going to be great. They can replace their wedding bands with uh, their (laughs) their night rings. How romantic. (laughs) Uh, And hit each other in the mouth. Got an anonymous donation from uh, Sydney, New South Wales, or in a room. Katharina Haug, or Hog, H A U G, in uh, Sebastopol. Haug. I'd say Haug. Could be Haug. Yeah. In the morning, John and Adam, uh, $56, by the way. I've become an avid listener since my boyfriend and his boyfriend, Bob, turned me on to the show in light <laughs> oh, of. Oh, that's, uh, that's those, uh, those guys who do the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'd Bob. I'd like to call out Mr. Bob Holsey for being a douchebag. Oh, my goodness. Douchebag. And please ask him to cough up some of his hard-earned financial and aid money towards supporting your show. Thank you for the laughs and insight, uh, Katerina Haug. Oh. Brian Rogers in New York, uh, $55.55. Valuable for value. Great stuff, guys. Chris Abraham in Arlington, Virginia. In dire need to... Uh, Oops, sorry. In dire need to a de-douching and some karma. Oh, it's a double shot. Here it comes. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Double shot. It's amazing. <laughs> I've been on the road since the 28th of December in my 10-year-old 2001 BMW 530i, and no agenda fuels my travels. Uh, and also, if you seen, he's got some links for us to post. And so okay, we'll, uh, remind me to put that in the show notes. Uh uh, Brian Smith in Milton, Ontario, Canada. Let me move, scroll this up a little bit. Uh, scroll is funny. Brian Smith from Gitmo Nation, Great White North, would like to wish my daughter a happy 17th birthday. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. On February 23rd, she just started her first job. I can't wait till she gets her first check yeah. and realizes <laughs> to pay me she's back. a slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a dad for you. Yeah. Hey, hey, kid, now you're a slave. 
Yeah, nice. Uh, he needs a de-douching, by the way. You've been de-douched. Werner Bogula in Hamburg, Deutschland. Hi, John and Adam. I'm a journalist trainer in Berlin. Oh, he's in Berlin. Ooh, nice town. And trying to explain to my international students the value of free journalism by exposing them to no agenda. Good. Yes. I call it gonzo journalism 2.0. I have to say that we have a hard time staying serious when it comes to chemtrails in the mothership, but the rest of the show is so convincing. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Please de-douche me and give me some extra karmas. I have a hole in my roof and need to get some money for fixing it. Well, absolutely. Another double shot. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Hey, ki- hey, kids in the classroom. Hey, kids. Listen to the teacher. That must be a very entertaining class. Can you imagine a teacher coming in and like, all right, kids, for today, for today's class, uh, put away your books that are all filled with propaganda from the Ministry of Truth, and we're going to listen to the show. And <laughs> it's a, it's right, like, he donated $55, which is about 13 euros, as I recall. Yeah. Jordan Wyatt in Invercargill, Southland, New Zealand, uh, made a geocaching geocoin by engraving the serial number from a travel bug on the latest na challenge coin a great way to spread the formula uh best wishes for any slaves uh, vegan or non-vegan you know so so we have this uh, this place in uh in los angeles uh, they deliver it's called truly vegan and um and i have to say that the food and we eat it a lot i I, i'm gonna cut back for one reason but i have to say it's really good, and they have you know it, uh, the, the everything is just is vegan. It's very cheap. I don't know how they do it. You know, if you order food for two people, it's going to be thirty or forty bucks. Not at a Chinese or a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> right? But if you want something reasonably decent, ah, uh, you can get good food at a Chinese and Mexican restaurant. You bigot. I'm not being a bigot, but I'm it, just saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All but right, this, so you're, you're going to turn but, vegan on me, is well, that Well, no, because they have this curry, and I, I've never been a, a fan of, of curry, but they have this pineapple curry, and it's really good, but it has big chunks of, um, what do you call it? Tofu. Tofu. And you know that 90% of the world's soybean is now Monsanto genetically modified, and I'm just really worried. I'm like, I can't eat this. You know, it's, it's, I can't. And I've you know, I got to pick it out, and it's like... It's nasty, but I have to say that the food itself is—it's like you know—it's like twenty bucks for two people, and and you're really full, and it's really nice. Well, that's good. But, I mean, you can get good food without having to eat meat. Well, it's not tofu is not meat. I'm just saying, even without the tofu, I mean, you can get good food with vegetables are tasty. Yeah, no, it's it's very tasty, and you know, the genetically modified vegetables have more vitamins. Yeah. Arthur Kessler, Acme, Alberta, $50. John Lake, uh, Sacramento, California, $50. Chris, <clears throat> Chris Geelin. Yeah, Geelin, very good. Geelin, lesson three of Dutch 101. Here we go. <laughs> so let me just explain to the new face, listeners. Face 50 bucks every week. Every week just to hear John and teach him some Dutch. John, hit it. What moet it als torst zikor bezonken in Belgie? Keep going. Brussel, Antwerpen, on Ghent. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Of I course, uh, any person in the Netherlands or Belgium would, would slowly walk away from you. What did, what did I say? <laughs> Actually, you said, um, as a tourist, what should I definitely visit in Belgium? Brussels, Antwerp, or Ghent? Ghent. Ghent would be the answer. Correct. You are right, sir. And you receive... Hot pockets. There you go. 
And Tim Wilkinson in Rome, New York, $50. I've been listening since show number one, finally able to donate a real amount. I'm not asking for dedouching until I donate another 50. But can you guys give me some karma to help me get through another semester as a burger flipper with and a student in a college where I can't say anything anti-Democrat? Speaking of which, can you uh, call out Ted Hutton and Ken Kelly, administrators at Utica College, who are incompetent? Yes, of course, you are. And here you go, buddy, as requested. You've got karma. And we got a late one, which I want to put in because it's his birthday today, $55.11. Jason Fenwick, put him on the birthday list, if you would. It's his birthday today in the morning. It's my birthday today. Also, my one-year anniversary of listening and donating to No Agenda. Can I get some karma for my ongoing job hunt? Yes, hold on a second. You've got karma. Cis admin and need a less douchey work environment. Jason Fenwick, you said? Yeah, Jason Fenwick. Yeah, and you sent me another one. And he's one. in D.C., Washington, D.C. Oh, are you sure it's... Uh, so I got a Jason Jason Lakowski. That's a different one, yeah. You, you can't be, like, sending me all the... You know, send this to Eric, and he needs to I, I usually CC Eric. Yeah, but then Eric's like, oh, Adam's on it. He'll take care of it. And like, I got all these emails. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's only the one other one. No, there's two. Oh, oh. <laughs> burdened with two emails yeah, but, then I, I, <laughs> but then i'm so confused and the guy's name is jason just like this other jason <laughs> I, don't know I don't know i'm donating to celebrate february the greatest month ever eight years ago was my first my first son was born four years ago i walked away from a rollover wreck on interstate on the interstate two years ago i got a divorce in custody of my two kids like i said the greatest month ever but this year is different. In the first week this month, my girlfriend broke up with me. I was told that the company I work for is closing down, and I might have a job until March. And my mortgage got sold to another bank, and they want $8,000. My ass needs some good karma. Well, bend over there, Jason. Here it comes. Woo-hoo. You've got karma. And let me do the hey, other you know, one. I want to talk. If we must have a lawyer or somebody out there. These, these, some, of these, some of this paperwork for various housing deals has been lost in the shuffle. I want to find a way to reclaim, no, like a quit, get do a quit claim and get ownership of the place. Yeah, we should get some houses. You yeah. and me, yeah, just for, one for each foot. I think you should be able to do that. So there must be somebody out there that knows how to do this because I know people are doing it because these guys have yeah. packaged yeah. these loans, they package and put them in boxes, yeah, they and show they the sh- papers. they can't show the papers. They can't show the papers. They can't show the papers. So um, then we have uh, Wes Wagner says, look for a money order for $111.11 and a taste of Alaska. March 3rd is my birthday. So maybe uh, Eric was saving that for the next show. Actually, I was saving it for the next show. But then why did you email it to me? Don't email it to me. Email it to Eric. So uh, I'm just saying. Just for your information, FYI. Yeah, I need more email from you. I I really, I really don't. Okay, I'll send for it. It's your birthday, birthday. First of anniversary, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Dame Jess Walters says happy anniversary to Sir Troy Walters. It's their first on uh, this coming Sunday, so I'm sure we'll have to do it on Sunday again. I, I have no idea why I'm doing this show, but they are Dame and Sir, so we can uh, never thank them enough. Belated birthday wishes going to Nolan Waugh. And, of course, Sander Huxbergen says happy birthday to NoAgendaTV.com, which turns one year old. Brian Smith congratulates his daughter, now an official slave with her first paycheck. Uh, her birthday is on, that was yesterday, the 23rd. And uh, Jason Fenwick, happy birthday from John and Adam and Eric and all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. Now, let me remind you that uh, there's only one place you need to visit to uh, help this show out. 
Dvorak.org slash N-A. That's D-V-O-R-A-K dot org slash N-A. Um, help us out. Get on. If you're donating to become a club member, one of the uh, show clubs, uh, 282 is on deck now, or for, to be an executive producer. Um, yeah, 282. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, sign up for one of our monthly programs, $11.11. Really helps a lot if you continue to do that. Um, and, you know, be careful. Sometimes, I think what's happening with some of these... Uh, cancellations is people's accounts empty and then they can't collect and then they cancel them yeah they do that automatically i think that yeah so we lose a lot of uh, we lose a lot of subscribers so people should go and check every once in a while or move to eleven dollars and eleven cents you can also by the way we're moving uh, the donation site eventually will probably consolidate over at no agenda nation slash donate or no agenda nation slash na instead of channel dvorak so uh, uh, but we do like the jingle because it kind of sits in your head for hours dvorak. by the way Slash N-A. I was, I was driving around the other day, and that came into my mind. I couldn't get rid of it. I know. It was, it's really a nasty jingle. <laughs> it's, Jeff Smith, Sir Jeff Smith, is a genius. He's a genius. He really is. And I think, and this one, by the way, I'm, I'm willing to sell this to Lucy Napolitano. If you see something, say something. I mean, I just love that one. It is so, so did you see so the good. note from uh, Gasparini, who uh, is one of the editors over at Dvorak Uncensored, who uh, sent a picture from England of their version of See Something, Say Something? I don't think so. I might have. Yeah, let me go find it, because it, it, it's interesting. It, it, what it sh- says to me is that we are so much better at catchy little phrases. At marketing. At the, marketing in general. At marketing than the Brits. Um, <laughs> Duh. <laughs> have to do a search. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Of course we're better at marketing. They, they learn all of that stuff from us. Meanwhile, let me, uh, while you're looking for that, let me roll out some uh, Shadow Puppet Theater. Uh, there's another jingle we could play. we got so many good jingles. But um, this uh, this was actually quite amazing as we got a couple of shadow puppets uh, rolling into place. Uh, first, I need <laughs> I need to uh, play this clip from uh, Austin Goolsby. So Austin Goolsby is uh, the president of the uh, John the, Gruden. John Gruden. Yeah, that's what I refer. He sounds like John Gruden. People in the oh, all oh, right. Yeah, you, you mentioned that. You mentioned that. Yeah, you never remember. No. So, uh, well, there's a, there's a couple things. So the president, uh, he's rolling out his economic advisory board, right? And he's added, uh, he's added someone, John. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what stooge? Of all the people to, uh, to, you know, who is so smart and is so good at jobs, put him on the jobs council. AOL co-founder Steve Case. Oh, brother. He's, he's the worst, the biggest merger failure in history Thousands of people fired. Yeah, this is the this is the best our president can come up with. Good job. And then uh, uh, <laughs> Steve Case. Yeah, Steve Case. Yeah, we need another idiot. Need another idiot there. But we needed someone who has absolutely no experience to uh, be appointed to the Council of Economic Advisors. And President Obama has come up with Carl Shapiro uh, from your neck of the woods, John, from uh, UC Berkeley. Mm. Now, Carl Shapiro is a professor. And he's a professor in economics, so he sounds perfect. But when you dig just a little bit deeper, it turns out that he used to be a top lawyer for CRA, Charles River Associates. And uh, he, what? that name is ringing a bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Charles River Associates. They um, protect all kinds of huge corporations uh, against um, antitrust lawsuits. 
And he was a consultant. He was a major consultant for this firm, which, by the way, doesn't show up in any of the announcements. All it is like, yes, he's a Transamerica professor of business strategy in uh, University of California, Berkeley. He wrote a book called A Strategic Guide to the Network Economy. Hey, hello, 1999 is calling you, dude. The network economy. (laughs) Senior consultant with Charles River Associates and has consulted extensively for a wide range of private clients. Really? Well, that's great. Why don't you go and sit in the government with no business experience except protecting your clients from government antitrust lawsuits? Great. Was was it you that was telling me about this uh, last show or a couple of shows ago? But I saw on the plane back, I was doing my movie catch up. Yeah. Uh, the the movie Inside Job. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see narrated that? by Matt Damon? Yes. Did you see it? It's a killer. Everybody has to watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have everything, but you sit there. No, it's you, got it. But it's what it has is outstanding. And and you sit there, and you go, no agenda, no agenda. Heard it, no agenda, no agenda, no agenda. I mean, it, it's a no agenda documentary. Yeah, it's definitely a no agenda documentary. So our, we, I want to alert our uh, movie and uh, TV guys who do. Yeah, it's, it's available on the torrent now, and this guy will never get funded again. So he probably should use something like uh, Kickstarter. Oh, by the way, v- very important on the uh, on the birthday list, I need to congratulate Rhino the Bearded. Uh, his birthday is uh, Thursday. I don't know if that's. The, I guess it's today. And remind everybody that um, he is. Uh, Still finishing off his Kickstarter project uh, so that he can continue do, doing the No Agenda shots. Um, he's already done like 113 or 114 of these things. It's a lot of work. He does a great job. It is a, a lot of work. It's a very important part of the stream. He, he's, he's like 70% of the way there. And, of course, this Saturday... Uh, we have the big telethon at noagendastream.com. We've got promos running as Rhino the Bearded and Yellow Jacket take over. They are going to, uh, they've got Skype calls. Uh, they should be contacting you, John. You've already committed. And a special surprise guest who is, uh, I, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but uh, besides you and I being uh, guests on this uh, telethon. Lindsay Lohan? No, I can't. <laughs> shh. Shh. We ha- bigger than Lindsay Lohan. Okay? Bigger. Bigger than Lindsay Lohan. I, I swear to God, it's going to be amazing. And so we congratulate Rhino the Bearded with his birthday. Uh, very, very happy that he's uh, doing all this work for us. So um, the Council of Economic Advisors, and uh, now, of course, we've got uh, this new uh, CRA International shill, Charles River Associates shill in there, not to mention on the sidelines, Steve Case. He's doing great. So the, the chair of this is Austin Goolsby. Austin Goolsby, another guy who's never worked a day in his life, only in academia. And he did a, so they're in, uh, where were they? They were in, uh, I want to say Milwaukee or something. And they were there because uh, the president was working on his, you know, uh, yeah, small business, jobs, blah, 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 whatever. So Austin Goolsby is taking questions on a live internet session. And so he's hit there with some real doofusy looking chick. It's on whitehouse.gov. You know, I visit there all the time and, uh, and look at this stuff. Uh, for hours on end, mind you, to find the nuggets. And she's asking the questions, and he's answering them. And then a doozy comes out, a real doozy of a question that's like, wow, this is about taxing the Internet. And the, so if, if you're sitting there and, and this will listen to you'll hear the question, and then you think, how, do, how is he going to get out of this and hear what happens? As an Internet event I, I have to ask this one from larry ward in seattle i have to ask this one it's a horrible question but i have to, it's an internet event austin i have to ask this question 
He is noting that an obstacle for small businesses, unfair competition with internet sales. He sold golf equipment and a consumer can buy it on the internet and not have to pay sales tax. It's an unfair advantage for internet sales. All right, so whoa, whoa. So now, of course, we know that the only thing left for the government to do is to tax the internet sales, right? Yeah. But how do we get out of the question? What would you do? And this... Well, how would you how would you stop this question so that it just goes away? In fact, so you can even say no, we don't have any question. How can you how how do you get out of it? What do you do? What is the one I, I card? would get out of it by saying I think it should be up to the states, and there has to be probably something we're we're thinking about. I would just get out of it. No, 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 no. This is how Austin does it. This is how this this mofo rolls. Check it out. Well, mu- much of that. Um as you know, on sales tax is is state law, so it's not a it's not federal law. Hello. I thought I'd join you, President. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I interrupt an answer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so the president walks on. Wow! Like the president back behind the curtain, and he rushes out when he needs to stop the action. And he actually says, "Did I interrupt a question?" And and the girl goes, "No." <laughs> Play that little part again. Consumer can buy it on the internet and not have to pay sales tax. It's an unfair advantage for internet sales. Well, mu- much of that, um, as you know, on sales tax is is state law, so it's not a it's not federal hey law. Hello. I thought I'd join you, President. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I interrupt an answer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a good one. Unbelievable. And then it, they, they, then they don't answer the question. They go straight into a question for the president. It's just unbelievable. It's pretty good. No I like shame. Him. That's no the shame. one way of getting out of a question. If, but the guy was... He's, he's actually a small red button under the podium. <laughs> yeah. Push, push, push. I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Hot pockets. Hey, am I interrupting a, an answer? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes, you so, are. Uh, did you uh, catch the, uh, the the Canadians are going to... You got any more on this? I think it's... No, 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 no. Let me just did see. You it. know the Canadians have no. backed off on investigating or trying to keep Quaid from you know, becoming... Now he's yeah, in Canada. Yeah. He looks like he's going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was uh, real news. I actually had one really important one. Before is, real news? Yeah. But, but, no, after no. real news? I got a great we, real uh, news. Uh, I would not want to interrupt that. And now, back to real news. Real news. We always break for real news, John. What's Play up? the whoopee clip. No. Oh. No, oh, you got me there. Hold on. Yeah, you got to set me up, oh, dude. Oh, you're talking about that, by the way. Julian Assange is going to be shipped to Sweden, it seems. Hold, as on. Of, Hold on a second. Of today. I got it. Uh-oh. You okay? I like the tightness of the show today. Yeah. Hello. Well, you just blew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. There we go. That's better. I don't. Something's wrong. This is like uh, I never do anything else in the studio, and so all the buttons are like rusty. Hold on a second. <laughs> Try to keep water from leaking on the equipment. Well, you just blew up your rig. Yeah, there we go. Now we're kind of back. It sounds a little crappy. All right. Uh, the Whoopi clip. Real news, everybody. Oh, boy. Is Whoopi Goldberg furious today? Whoopi totally went off on the New York Times this morning on The View. The Times did a piece this weekend on how there's a lack of African-American Oscar nom- This is actually, uh, this is from two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I've been itching to play it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. This year. 
The article mentions some previous black Oscar winners, but Whoopi claims the writers made a big oops and forgot to mention Whoopi's best supporting actress win for Ghost. I am embarrassed to tell you it hurt me terribly. Mm. I, when you win an Academy Award, that's part of what you've done, your legacy. I will always be Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg. And to have been dismissed and erased by the New York Times film critics who should know better. Mm -hmm. Because not only... Am I an Academy Award winner? And just in case there's any damn question. She brings out the Oscars. Omission, yeah. I, I don't know what to say about what you've done. It's just nothing I can say except that you're sloppy in your work. And you're supposed to be better than this. This is the New York Times. It's not some bozo newspaper from Hoochie Coochie land. Hoochie Coochie! Right, a spokesperson for the New York Times is standing uh-huh. by a story saying the story is correct. The Times says the error seems to lie in the way some people are misreading the article and that the point of the piece was not to name every black actor or actress who has ever won an Oscar. Listen, so what is wrong with this woman? It's all about me. Yeah, the reason why they omitted her because she's irritating. Well, that too. I mean, but they admitted a number of people. Obviously, yeah. they're not gonna, like they said, it, it was just say you know, there's in the past there's been so and so and so and so. They weren't going to you know say every person. It would kind of weaken the story. To be honest about it, you want to kind of minimize. You know, you're trying to make a point that there's no blacks nominated this year. You don't want to exaggerate that by listing a million blacks because then it would then the story is weak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but she takes it as a personal offense. What is wrong with her? It's she is. She is a just a, a, a mean person. A jabroni. Uh, where's Hoochie Coochie Land, by the way? Can someone I don't know register? That we're asking. Nobody can find it. HoochieCoochieLand.com should definitely point to NoAgendaShow.com. So they're going to ship Assange uh, to Sweden. Wait, wait, wait. You can't go to real. I got a real news, too. But this is real news. Oh, sorry. Don't you think? <laughs> go ahead with Assange. I they're think gonna, the Assange stuff They're going to ship him to Sweden to, to, to do forensics on his penis. Because there's apparently a book out, a tell-all book that ever, that is being discussed in the media quite a bit, mm. which is kind of a real news on a slightly intellectual level. And apparently in the book he says he like he likes the idea of going from country to country, fathering uh, you know unauthorized or uh, bastards all over the place. Awesome! And you know what? If I was him, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, I'd love it. Wouldn't you love it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! You've kind of already done that. What am I saying? <laughs> Oh, you're funny. Yeah, I'm st- it still sounds like crap. Hold on. Well, it sounds okay to me. No, uh, somebody in the chat room say it sounds like crap. Uh, two, two, two. Ah, two. Two, 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 two. 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 Test, test. Ickle. All right. All right, um, go with your real news. Story. My real news is, uh, I mean, if you want a real Oscar promotion, then you come out with the photographic evidence that the King's speech was filmed on oh, the yeah. same set as the gay I'm- porno. I'm all over this. Talk. Now, let me ask you. This is an Ask Adam moment. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on a second. Let's find a good one for today. Yes, John. 
Jeez, was that done underwater or what? Was <laughs> so here's the question. Uh-huh. So is it gotten so bad? I mean, Randy Quaid is kind of an issue here. Has it gotten so bad in Hollywood that they've decided to like do this? This is an anti. This is a. This is a. The only reason the story came out is obvious. To screw the guys voting for the king's speech or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. To try by by bringing out some nasty, irrelevant information into the mainstream. Who's behind you? So it's the this only, kind of stuff that got so Ronnie Chasen killed. I'm, I'm asking you, is this Sorkin and his dirty tricks or yes. what? Who, yes, absolutely. This is, this is exactly, thank you. This is exactly what it is. This is how Hollywood whacking works. This is the kind of stuff that got Ronnie Chasen killed. It's for this, I mean, it's, it's, there was, they've been sitting on this for a while. This isn't an accidental discovery. They've been waiting to release this one. And of course, it's like wildfire. People love it. In fact, I saw that movie. Tell tell the story. Tell, tell the background on it. Well, it, it, in his therapy room, it is apparently the same space. And if you look at it, it's the same space as this gay porno. And, and I don't even know if it was uh, porn, uh, but the pictures were pretty hot. And it's a bunch of, you know, so they have the, and I, I so to, let me get this straight. Yeah. So they use the, they, so in other words, they reuse the set from a different movie. Yeah. Oh my God! Has this ever happened before? <laughs> but there were naked men with big penises in it. Brother, <laughs> I loved it, and I, I thought it was a cheap shot. I think if I was very in the academy, cheap. I would be voting hard for this King speech. Well, what's going to happen is, uh, of course, Social Network is going to win because we got an IPO to do. That's why this is going to happen. I don't. I don't believe there's IPOs ever going to happen. A Facebook? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to no. be. It's going to be monstrous. Everyone's. It's going to be hookers and blow for everybody. Boy, I tell you. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, okay. Well, get out the predi- the prediction book. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. So, um, very unfortunate. A. Uh, a uh, border patrol guard. Another one was killed. Uh, recently, uh, and uh, this is the reason why Lucy Napolitano was uh, not in uh, New Zealand. Uh, she went to the funeral. Now, uh, what happened, this is really quite disturbing. Um, he was actually killed with a gun that was smuggled in by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. As uh, what these guys did, BATF, is they ran a whole bunch of guns into uh, Mexico. And this is documented, by the way, by, uh, by Bloomberg, uh, Los Angeles Times. And they did that because they wanted more money for the department. Now, President Obama has been trying to um, get a new head of the ATF in to, uh, to be the director. And he needs to get him confirmed by uh, the Senate. And... Uh, this is a very big problem because if uh, and, and it's, it's always hard, by the way, to get someone. The guy they're trying to get in is um, uh, hold on a second. Let me just find the guy's name. This is it, it's a it's a big story and it's a little complicated. But once you understand it, okay. The guy they're trying to get in is Andrew Traver, um, who was at the ATF in Chicago, of course. And, you know, any guy who's going to be at the ATF is going to be scrutinized because, uh, you know, there's a strong gun lobby. And thank you, darling. Are you not leaving yet, are you? You're leaving now? Okay. I love okay, you. Okay, bye. All right. 
John says bye. bye. Love you. Talk to you later. Oh, I thought I was leaving. No, screw you. Bye, honey. But you, you. All right, I'm done. Listen. Oh, you're talking. Oh, I see. I get I'm it with now. you now. So getting a guy into the ATF is very difficult, and it takes a lot of Senate stuff going on. Uh, but this has been this is now grinding to a halt because, um, and you don't hear about this on the news, of course. Although I will say, Los Angeles Times and Bloomberg did these reports that the gun that killed this ICE agent uh, was smuggled in by the ATF, and they did this literally because they wanted more money for the department. So this is a huge story that is not being reported anywhere. And Fox News, uh, my girlfriend Megan, oh my God, she's so hot, Megan Kelly. I think of her, I just like, ah. Uh. Um, you actually remembered what she said? Oh, yeah. Well, it's not what she's. Yeah, in this case, I remembered what she said. So they 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 need to get this story dead because this guy can never sit on the Senate. He can he can never be in front of the Senate because they'll bring this up. They'll bring up this gun smuggling. Uh, into Arizona. So they bring on a guy who is uh, pro-gun lobby, and instead of answering the question uh, about, uh, uh, well, let, listen, listen to what he does, and then listen how Fox News' Megyn Kelly, the uh, presidential model from NK uh, Ultra, who is completely programmed, gets the message to cut the guy off because he's going off the beaten track, which is funny enough for a news reporter to say, don't, please don't, you need to go down the beaten track. You can't, you can't veer off. Listen to how he hijacks her and how she freaks out about this very issue. Well, his critics call him an enemy of liberty. Others say his nomination is another end around the legislative process by the White House. Andrew Traver is President Obama's choice to lead the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, or ATF for short. And he is not well liked by the gun lobby. They are now threatening to make his approval in the Senate a very rough road. But is that fair? Larry Pratt is... Okay, so you, you got the setup, right? You understand what the story's supposed to be about, about yeah. getting this guy confirmed. Now listen to what the this Larry... No listen to what Larry Pratt from Gun Owners America, he, he totally, totally blows this story wide open. The executive director of Gun Owners of America. Larry, why so objectionable? I want to point out to our viewers, both the Democratic and the Republican senators from Illinois are very much behind this guy. Hi, Megan. Yeah, well, that you would expect them to be because they're for gun control. Mr. Traver heads up the Chicago office of the ATF currently, and during the time he's been there, he signed on to a conference report where he was in attendance that went through a list of gun control that he would like to see, including a reenactment of the Clinton gun ban. So, naturally, we're opposed to him. Senator Leahy, I think, has wisely decided, let's pull back and cancel for now, at least, the hearing that we were going to have on the confirmation because it's not clear that even without the scandal that's brewing now over the BATF being an accessory to the murder of a Border Patrol agent that this guy really was going to face a tough time in the Senate even Democrats. So this got my attention like what? What, what did you just say? Yeah, nice one to slip in. But wait, but wait, he, oh, he didn't get a response so he's like he's already he's the guy is brilliant when it comes to this, and now he just blows it wide open. If they want to try to get reelected, some of them going to have to uh, come around. But with the with the uh, now the looming crisis breaking about how they were their agents were literally running guns into Mexico to jack up the numbers. 
to make it look like they needed more money for their agency, and one of those guns was used to kill a Border Patrol agent. Other people in Mexico have been right, killed we're way with off other the guns. We, we are no, no, way no, no. off the beaten track. You know, no, we, we haven't because if they put this him on the stand, Megan, then he's going to have to answer questions, okay, and they don't want him to answer those fine, questions. Listen, listen, in fairness to ATF, we don't have somebody on their side to defend them. Those are not the charges that we had you on to discuss. And I don't want to make they won't tell Senator Grassley a okay. thing, so they're not okay. going to come on this show. <laughs> Larry, you know, with all due respect, we'll, we'll decide this, the well, topics that we discuss with the guests, and that's maybe for another wow. day. Wow. <laughs> that's one mother. I'd like Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like a huge story. And she's like, hey, hey, hey. And you could just hear the IFB going, hey, hey cut him off, cut him off, cut him off now, Megan, cut him off. Yeah, no, she, they're yelling in her ear. Shut up, slave! She's got the IB, uh, the, uh, the IFB, the, the IFB uh, in her ear, and she's uh, being told to cut this guy off because he's gone off the reservation. That's very funny. This is reminding me of the. Remember, about a year and a half ago, when during the uh, swine flu thing, we had Shepard Smith, another Fox reporter mm-hmm. uh, or newsreader. Do the same thing to that nurse who came on going on about how crappy these vaccines are. Yeah. She won't take them. And he just cut her off and then, then apologized to the audience that she said these things. We'll this determine is, the topics here. Pathetic, by the way, this is how pathetic Fox News. Oh, Fox News. <laughs> this is, you know, people, they get, for one thing, Fox News is better than CBS, ABC, and, and NBC. And this is as good as it gets, and this is to throw this guy off the air. That's amazing. That's a great story. Anybody worth their salt in this situation would be All would over tell me it. more. Like what? what? Tell me more. Tell me the, more. Tell me more. He was killed and with do, one of their own the guns. To defend it for what? Oh, we can't have you say anything without them defending themselves. Well, when, when did that become a rule? You got a, a guy on a show. <laughs> you're interviewing him, and he goes off to and starts talking about stuff. You need you're, everybody. In you're the going world off that, the beaten path. Stay on the beaten path. Slave, shut up. Oh, I love it. Why don't you give her a douchebag? No. Oh, hold on a second. Even though we'd like to do you, here's a do-bag. Douchebag. A do-bag. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know it's unbelievable. Good catch. That's the catch of the day. Well, that's, uh, I have to say that's Moxie News is who does that. I actually uh, donate to that guy. You got like 29 DVRs running on on C-SPAN and Fox News and you should support that guy too. I, I I personally support him as much as I can. He's a good guy. He used to do uh, what was it C-SPAN uh, junkie, but then C-SPAN banned him from using the name C-SPAN. <laughs> I know. I know. It, does, it doesn't That's get hilarious. It doesn't why to protect their valuable property. They don't even. It's not even, not even commercial. I know. It's just. It's like oh please. It's like horrible. All right. Then we got one from uh, one of my favorite departments. That's right. I'm Adam Curry, former Soviet spy, putting the hay in biodiversity. So, um, <laughs> it was supposed to launch last night, then it was oh, the night before last, then last night, and now it's been postponed uh, until Friday. Oh, yeah. The climate change satellite is going to blast off from Vandenberg uh, Air Force Base. Uh, and so that, uh, you know, that's just spending your money to prove that uh, this cold snap we have is from uh, global warming. Yeah, I thought it wasn't about weather, but yeah, okay. No, it's not about weather at all. But uh, uh, over in Gitmo Nation, uh, UK, they've got a new... Ca- <laughs> it makes me cry. 
<laughs> You've got to see the video, but the audio is good enough. Uh, biodiversité, it begins with a B. B-E-E. This is for the kitties out there, John, because apparently, because of biodiversité, the bees are dying. Did you know that? Oh, really? Oh, yes. And we've got to teach our little slavelets this message. So uh, please have a listen at this. And I and the, the parts that uh, do not include voiceover, I will tell you what we're seeing on the screen. Biodiversity begins with a bee. And as bees pollinate many of the plants we use for food, they're pretty important to us. But recently, some of the bees have not been doing so well. And we're not exactly sure why. We're not exactly sure why, but then you see, like... And they're getting killed by cars. They're getting killed by someone barbecuing. The bee, like, dies in the barbecue pit. They're, they're sticking each other with knives. They're all, all the bees are dying in this all animated, beautifully animated. Dying bees. They're dying. They're dying. They're dying. But you can do something about it. Yes, you can, kitties. Sl- Slavelets. What can we all do to help? Well, we can grow more wildflowers and oh. use less pesticides. Oh. Obviously. Or just do simpler things. Like, don't bother mowing your lawn. Let the grass grow a little bit longer. Oh, please. (laughs) Listen, biodiversity begins with a B, but it ends with a Y O U. (laughs) To find out more about biodiversity (laughs) and what you can do to help, go to snh.gov.uk. Give him the hook. And by the way, while you're on the UK thing, I do have the, the poster up. Which I'll send you a copy, or you you already have it. You should find it. Anyway, instead of see something, say something. Yeah. The British version is: if you suspect it, report it. Oh yeah. If you see something, say something. You guys need to get on board with the program. You're not doing it right. Terrorists live amongst us when they're planning attacks. So naturally, <laughs> that means they'll try to conceal their activities. But sometimes they can leave telltale signs. Signs that we need your help in spotting. They may try and keep what they're doing secret by covering their windows. If you're suspicious of a property where there's activity that doesn't fit normal day-to-day life, please call us in confidence. Your call could save lives. And they show a picture of a a classic apartment where you got three buzzers. (laughs) One says flat one, flat two, and the other one's Uh, blank. The other one says (laughs) (laughs) T-errorist. This bull crap. City of London, Metropolitan Police. Oh, it's funny. It's it's funny, but it's not really funny. Yeah, it's funny. So in Gitmo Nation uh, East, they're planning on uh, really confusing the slaves over there uh, by uh, bringing time in line with uh, with the rest of Europe. So instead of being on Greenwich Mean Time, oh yeah, 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 they're gonna they're gonna move it ahead, and so. And, 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 of course, the reason for this, the real reason for this is for tourism, <laughs> which uh, makes so much sense. Because, you know, when people visit our lovely island, they won't have to change their clocks. It'll be just wonderful. But the guy says something here, and, you know, of course, I've p- pondered for eons why we do this at all. He says something at the beginning of this clip that kind of blew me away. I was like, really? I didn't know that. And that gives me a new light on why we actually do this changing of the clocks uh, john just from your farmer's almanac why do we spring forward and fall back at all well it was uh, done during the i believe during the depression in an attempt to get a, an extra work hour a day out of the farmers during the summer and i think it was done mostly for farm it was done for farmers 
See, I believe uh, it's done just to confuse everybody and throw well, them off balance. I'm going to dig up. I have a bunch of clips. Clips. I have a bunch of recordings from the uh, twenty or from the thirties, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of them, as a matter of fact, because I collect weird shit. And it has a bunch. Apparently, everybody was up in arms about it when it first came. The, the whole idea of changing the clocks. It was thought of as some scheme to to exactly as you say, confuse the public for no apparent reason. So when I was listening to this clip of this guy who says, hey, we've got to do this because it'll be better for tourism, he says something that just completely uh, underwrites the theory. From the early days, I was able to show uh, that we could get a better matching very easily of, of matching of daylight and, and our waking hours simply by putting clocks forward by an additional hour in summer and winter. Uh, the effect of that would be that instead of us wasting so many of those lovely daylight hours in the early morning for most of the year other than the winter, and we get then an extra hour of daylight in the evenings on every day of the year, summer, spring, autumn and winter. So remind us how we got to where we are at the moment. Well, it all started with Greenwich Mean Time and then moved on to uh, wartime, First World War time uh, proposal to get a better matching of daylight and waking hours by adopting this, uh, the system of um, summertime. And we therefore went one hour ahead of Greenwich Mean Time in 1916. But in during the last war, which I remember as a child, we had four clock changes in the year, two in the spring and two back, putting the clocks back uh, in August and November. So I'm like, wow. Wow. First I of all, that. 1916. And then during war, we did it two times in the spring and two times in the fall. Please. This has nothing to do with anything other than confusing slaves, friendly or foey. I don't know which one it is. But it's just about messing with people's heads. Well, the thing is about that, the argument about it one way or the other is why don't you just shift your work hours a little bit on your own? Why does it have to? Why does three o'clock have to be four o'clock? Should I, I, mean, t- should I tell you what I've done? Because we had this conversation, right, about you don't wear a watch and you know time and whatever. And uh, I think I mentioned at that time I was reading. Uh, I've been reading the book uh, "Amusing Ourselves to Death." And in that is a great passage which says, you know, first we were, uh, we became keepers of time. No, we became keepers of time, savers of time, and now we're servants of time. And I'm like, you know what? F that. I'm not wearing a watch anymore. I'm just not. I'm going to wake up when I want to wake up. Of course, I have to set an alarm for this show. But otherwise, I'm just not, I'm not wearing a watch anymore. I'm not going to be a slave to time because it's clearly in place to mess with our heads. We didn't have time when we were rock- walking around collecting berries and fruits and nuts. Like, hey, 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 woman, I'm tired. He's like, let's go to bed. And you grab the bitch by the hair and you go to bed. Actually, you- according to Lewis Mumford, and people should read some of his older books, most of them written in the 30s, he traces the whole time phenomenon to the monasteries where they had to pray so often that they had to create a clock system. Uh, to clock in and clock out. And then that was immediately adopted by the military because the military needs time more than anyone so they can coordinate attacks. Right. And then it became uh, the militarization of industry because, you know, you had your your hours, your banker's hours, your nine-to-fivers, your, you know, you had to get to work at a certain time. And it started... Slaves. It, so whole, it's a slavery so, Yeah, it was thing. a regimentation system yeah. developed for the slaves. Exactly. It, thank you. And, and And it never stopped being for the slaves. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Underreported news, uh, while we all focus on uh, crazy Gaddafi in Libya, Greece. Have you seen Greece recently? 
Oh, that's another thing. Talk about underreported news. They're burning down the place. Yes. And nobody's paying any attention. Zero. Zero. There's a little riot in Bahrain. Oh, there's a bunch (laughs) of people holding signs. Government offices, many schools remain closed Wednesday. Union organized strike. 100 flights canceled. Clouds of smoke from the riots choked the capital city. While a journalist walkout from state and private television and radio stations resulted in partial media blackout. And meanwhile, the elites of this country are saying, we need Al Jazeera on television. My goodness, this is Greece. Greece, and it's not being shown at all. It is being, it's being suppressed. It's being suppressed. The place is on fire. On it's fire. Totally the suppressed. roof is on it's fire. On- it's unbelievable to me that it's being so suppressed because essentially, you know, the you know they triggered these riots because, as we suspect, of oil in China, in the Middle East. But it, but it's, but this other action has been going on in Europe, which is going to, like I said, the thirtieth of March in Spain and other countries that have been basically where there's no work for the youth, and the youth. next thing you know, you're going to end up with the, the guy. The youth has nothing else to do. This is what they do. The youths. The Utes. <laughs> the Utes. They throw rocks and yeah. they get in groups and they Twitter each other or yeah. tweet or SMS and then yeah. they burn places down. Yeah. Who cares? And that's and that's what you're supposed to do as a Ute. What to, are you going to do about it? Yeah, to change your destiny. Now, I'm more for the shoe thing, but if there's no politician around, you might as well throw a brick. So there is something that's being done about it because we've got another study uh, coming out, John. Science! Science! So a professor, Dr. Michael Ristow from Schiller University, has teamed up with his Japanese colleagues from Hiroshima. Two independent studies, two independent studies, everybody. The science is in! That even a low concentration of lithium leads to an increased life expectancy in humans (laughs) as well. (laughs) So, now by the way, this lithium occurs naturally, of course. It's one of many nutritional trace elements ingested mainly through vegetables and drinking water ergo we should probably add a little bit of lithium to the water because it really helps your life expectancy it also sedates you yes the utes the utes no, get should, to, those they, yeah well they better <laughs> lithium up greece right now too late yeah they better be dropping that no these guys are drinking uh ouzo they're not gonna drink any lithium water good on you slaves of greece Good on you. Burn. Let the MF burn. My goodness. Back home here at Get My Nation West, Anaheim Union High School District is issuing uh, kids who are chronically late for school a GPS device requiring them to check in at regular intervals, ensuring they are where they are supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it's not tacked under their ankle yet. Yeah, well, that's next. <laughs> we know that's happening. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, just uh, nice, true and the truancy. Yeah, literally, Al Jazeera in talks with Comcast over U.S. distribution. Oh yes, that's so important. So uh, we want to remind anybody out there who's uh, who likes John Stewart. He had Rumsfeld on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's an outstanding interview. You can get it online in its entirety because R- R- Stewart's had these interesting politicos on. And he can't do the interview anymore. He, he, in fact, he comes on and apologizes. This is the second time I've seen this. He comes on before the interview and apologizes for cutting the interview short. This could be a scam just to get people to go to the website, of course. And then he says, go to the website and you'll get the whole thing. I have a short clip. It just gives you a taste of it. But I thought it was actually kind of interesting. I thought Rumsfeld 
you know, who was probably was given a little cue by Bush after Bush comes out with the book and then does his, his song and dance and then leaves. You'll never see hear from him again. And Rumsfeld now has to do the dog and pony show because if you're going to come out, if they're going to give you millions of dollars to do a book in the contract, you're going on the road, whether you like it or not. So anyway, play a little bit of Very that. Very good people. And, and they did a good job. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I, I, re- I just want to tell you this. I really do appreciate you at least having the conversation and, and having uh, uh, at least the ability to sit and... Why do you say at least twice? <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, I really do appreciate it. So, and I know you have to go, and, and your time is, is valuable, and I, and I do thank you for being here. Anyway, the point of that is that uh, Stewart had deconstructed the use of uh, I really do earlier in the show, and Rumsford kind of, you know, was, Rumsfeld was paying enough attention, I guess, that he, uh, they had actually a good rapport. I was did, actually surprised. Uh, did Stewart bring up the, uh, the Rumsfeld man cow interview at all? No, well, I don't know. I didn't see the long version, but no, I doubt it. Uh, so but, apparently on the Man Cow Show, Man Cow, which is, by the way, great DJ name. Whoever bought his Man Cow in the morning. How you doing, everybody? Ooh, hot hot pockets. Um, he said, uh, how about Building 7? And Rumsfeld apparently went, what's Building 7? <laughs> Rumsfeld has done that before. Hold on, oh, wait, I think I might have it from the Man Cow website. Let's see if we can play it from here. Hold on a second. Of course, the big question on everybody's mind is Egypt. Could it happen here? This Egypt thing is yeah. truly uh, a, a frightening development. That's uh, maybe this is it. Of course, the big question on everybody's mind is oh, that's weird. Egypt. Look at the unemployment. I put it at seventeen. Uh-huh. In Egypt. If this keeps in Egypt, could happen in America. What the oh, sir? F- You are talking about America, the number one country, excluding. No, I don't have it. <laughs> what the hell? Wow, that made no sense. No, no, it's too bad. Anyway, so somewhere. Somewhere this clip is out there. It's very short, but apparently a man cow is on the phone with Rumsfeld. You know, so what about Building 7? And then Rumsfeld goes, what's Building 7? I don't, I don't know what that is. What, what, do you, what do you mean Building 7? Like, wow. Yeah, well, it's probably, uh, that's how out of, these, out of touch these guys are. I, I, I don't think he was insincere. Really? Yeah, that's a good point. Where He, he, actually, he actually like, well, you know, this is not at the club. You don't talk about it, but it's building No, seriously, seven. I really believe that's to be true. I mean, there's no reason to uh, wow. do it that way otherwise. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that, that he's actually telling the truth. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and, that's and pretty it makes, sad. Makes sense to me. I have one more clip I just want to... Sure. ...that might be worth playing, because CNN has been pushing... This is a, there's, I can't remember this woman's name. It's, it's a show that comes on before Nancy Grace, and this woman wants to be Nancy Grace... Oh. And well, let's give her a name then, since we already have Prince Jim and uh, Prince Jim yeah. of Wales and uh, Lucy Napolitano. I gotta give her a. Well, I call her the Nancy Grace clone on CNN, but she's pushing. Just listen to this. It's not really that interesting a clip, but it's just the. It's just this direction that I'm starting to hear on CNN and some of these other networks, which is kind of bothersome. Yeah, we'll call her Woman Cow. Was a suggestion. From, from, Woman from Cow. The it's a, a life alert button that I have. Thank goodness for that life alert that this a senior citizen used. But I have to say, maybe she wouldn't have needed it if this guy had been stopped after his first attack. So here is my call to action. And it's something we've suggested time and time and again here on Issues. Isn't it time for cameras on every street corner? I mean, there's no expectation of privacy when you are out in public. 
Isn't it time for society to rise to the next level of crime fighting by preventing it? Not waiting till it happens and then going after the criminal. USA Today reports that many big cities and small towns facing budget crunches are now using cameras because they actually can't afford to put more cops on the street. So I'm going to turn to uh, Paul Starks, the uh, captain who is the uh, spokesperson for the Montgomery County Police Department where this happened. Uh, why can't we put high-resolution cameras on every street corner? Had we done so, let's say after the first attack, this guy would have been caught going into the house for the second time. Well, that is an issue that brings in finances. And as you say, um, some people feel that is an invasion of privacy and uh, Big Brother looking at them. Okay, hold on a second. Let's, the, 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 wow. thing that bothers, the thing that bothers me about this is that is that the woman makes the comment, which is actually true. Some people, put, some municipalities are putting cameras in because they can't afford to have more cops on the street. So how does the camera prevent anything if there's no cops to come anyway? So you got a camera on the street out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody gets beat up. I mean, the, by the time a cop gets there, it's like 10 minutes later. But why, do you you even argue, why do you even argue that when she's saying, isn't it time we just get rid of our privacy? Like, yeah, if I was there, I'd be like, yeah, take your clothes off right now. You got nothing to hide, do you? This is outrageous. The logical inconsistency, the lack, the, the, the basic it's hatred sickening. of privacy. It's sickening. I mean, what? It's sickening. This makes me C sick. CNN should be ashamed of itself. This woman should be off the air. She should, or should go on some, go over to Fox and take your clothes off. Yeah, well, she should take her. Well, I don't know about that. But well, let me tell you what's I going on. I've seen her standing, so maybe she shouldn't <laughs> take her clothes off. Let me tell you what's going on with this stuff in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. So uh, the uh, the. The Stasi over there have now uh, uh, adopted or co-opted the bus drivers to report African women who are probably illegals going to clean houses. So if you're on the bus and they get off in a rich neighborhood, they're going to take pictures, take names, and get your information. The bus guys do the bus, the guys, bus get guys pay extra money. Oh, the, oh, dude, the bus guys—they're going to get here. They're, they're, this public transportation, you got to understand, that's all government. Yeah, it's, it's been privatized, but please, government contracts. Isn't that great? Along with their DNA spray and all the other stuff they got going on over there. That country, that country is in trouble, man. You know that would just always be the you know the the liberal in the old fashioned sense, uh, very pro used to uh, privacy. Be. Yeah, yeah it used to be. You know the best, not pro privacy, pro liberalism. Pro, pro that's liberalism, a little different. Of, little you know, different. do what you do your own thing. Yeah, now you can't smoke weed. That's out. You know, these people are so so suppressed, and of course they're living in the failed multicultural state. Yet they can't say anything. It's like that place. That just it might explode there. It just might because the Dutchman, at a certain point, he's just had enough, and then he freaks out. He freaks out. You watch, it's going to happen. Of course, it's going to have people freaking out and they get thrown in jail. And one other thing that uh, is, of course, also completely underreported, remember uh, President Obama and the Prime Minister Harper of Canada, Gitmo Nation, Great White North, got together. Did you know that the, uh, we have signed an agreement so that militaries from either nation can send troops across the border in case of an emergency? Oh, what are <laughs> they expecting to happen? I don't know. But I'd say uh, we're going to go get some of that Canadian oil. There's going to be some kind. I'm, yeah, I'm expecting perhaps some kind of false flag terrorism event. And we're going to send our troops. Because, of course, this is how you get around posse comitatus. 
where the where your army is not allowed to uh, turn on this on the the slaves of Gitmo Nation. Well, but if it's Canadian army, it could go either way. So either we send our troops into well, Canada. That's like that's like the old thing about the. Uh you know, about the spy agencies. You know, you can't, the CIA can't spy on Americans, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, but we can get our and friendly the, ones And the to MI6, spy. I, I don't know whether they can allow to spy on the British public or not, but let's say they can't. So the Americans spy on the British public and then give the information to MI6, and MI6 spies on us yep. and gives the information to the CIA. Hey, kosher. Perfect. Perfect, it works. perfect, perfect, yeah. The system works. <laughs> All right. I, I have one more clip that is just so disturbing. Do you, have, do you want to do something before we uh, cut out? Yeah. What you got? No, no, I got. I thought. I, I, no, I, I thought you meant. Do I want to listen to a disturbing clip? <laughs> it's like, of course. <laughs> it's like I was wondering why you your, had to ask. What's your hobby? <laughs> hey, yeah, I want to listen to a disturbing clip. This is from the uh, pre-crime department. Now, of course, pre-crime is. Uh, it, it, well, uh, shoot, we have a jingle somewhere for this. Here we go. Uh, I think we have a jingle, don't we? Hey. Oh. Oh, here it is. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. So on Gitmo Nation East, uh, child brain scans are now being analyzed to uh, pick out future criminals. No! More, more science. <laughs> Professor, of course, we got to bring in some... Science! Professor Adrian Rain, a British crim- criminologist, argued that abnormal f- uh, physical brain makeup could be the cause of criminality, as Ew. well as helping to predict it. Studies have shown psychopaths and criminals have smaller areas of the brain, such as the amyg- amygdala, amygdala. And- amygdala and prefrontal cortex, both which regulate and control emotion and behavior. Oh, we're going to go back to like taking people's frontal lobes out. Yeah, no, this sounds like a, a throwback to the old uh, lobotomy. He also believes that a lack of conditioning to fear punishment, which can be measured in toddlers before disruptive behaviors apparent, could also be a strong indicator. Well, isn't this interesting? We need to go scan your slaves. It can, and by the way, you can do a twofer at the airport. Make sure you don't have drugs up your butt. And make sure you're not a future criminal. Or when you get off the train, we can do that. You know, either way. Uh, but, of course, we can also just do it in school. Listen to this story of an 11-year-old pre-crime victim. It's a story you saw first on Fox 31. An 11-year-old boy handcuffed at his family's home and taken to the Arvada Police Department over a drawing. Tonight, police are saying they did nothing wrong. Investigator reporter Julie Hayden has more. Eleven-year-old Tim was doing what his therapist told him to do. It was what his doctors had told him was the right thing to do. He drew a stick figure picture of himself, pointing a gun at four other stick figures with the words, teachers must die. The drawing helps let out angry emotions. Tim, his parents, and his therapist say it was not a threat, and he would never hurt anyone. So, and he, the kid, they actually have the kid for this piece redraw what he drew. He's drawing stick figures, little stick figure with a gun pointed at <laughs> some other stick figures, and teachers, they must die. I mean, okay, granted, a little, <laughs> a little weird, but what happens to the kid? I never saw him as dangerous 
um, at any time. The principal, who knew Tim was seeing a therapist, determined he was not dangerous, sent him back to class and notified his parents. He had calmed down, everything was fine, and they were sending him back to class. And I thought that that was the end of it. That's why Tim's mom was horrified when Arvada police showed up at her house that night, arrested her son, handcuffed the 11-year-old, and hauled him away in the patrol car. I said, well, can I just drive him down to, to the police station? Can I follow you or can you follow me? And they said, no, ma'am, we need to take him into custody. At the police department, they wouldn't let him see his parents or get any dinner. He was put in a cell, had his mugshot taken, and fingerprinted. Instead of going home, the 11-year-old was sent by ambulance to a mental hospital in Colorado Springs for three days. According to his parents, doctors there determined he was not a threat. They let him go home and said the whole thing was being blown out of proportion. I think it's a, more a question, was this potentially harmful to him to have such a big reaction to just basically drawing a picture. Arvada police say they have discretion on how to handle these cases and felt the circumstances here justify their actions. They both had made the determination that the safest, most effective route possible for this individual was to be booked through on the charge he faced and then proceed through the process. But Tim's therapist and his mom say the way police treated the 11-year-old did more harm than good. So, uh, that, wow. kind of, that kind of messed with my head. <laughs> 11-year-old, was he a gun nut, too? He's a little 11-year-old kid drawing stick figures, and the cops are, like, so freaked out. This is what this is somebody's going to ask themselves, what is wrong with it? Why is, the, why is, like, for example, the police, why are they so cowardly that they're afraid of 11-year-old drawing a stick figure that they would do this to him? Handcuff him. And handcuff him. Are they afraid the kid's going to, like, beat the crap out of him? Well, I mean, no, what no, is the, the problem no, with these well, people? No, the theory is uh, that... Uh, this will teach him a lesson. So now he knows what happens when you do this. You get handcuffed, and you get taken away, and you get put in jail, and you go to the psych ward for three days, you slave, shut up. That's what it is. They literally said that. By the way, well, have you ever realized... I, have you ever re- I'll re- tell you this, the kid's never going to become an artist. No, it's and uh, the stick drawings are pretty poor. I agree. By the way, you can say therapist, or you could say the rapist. I mean, it's just however you pronounce it. Yeah, it looks like the rapist. It does. Whenever I look at therapists, it looks like the rapist. Oh, my goodness. Well, that, was, go. uh, that was uplifting. Yes. Great way to end the show. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Remember, you got to continue to laugh about life. And uh, the, the beauty of this show, if you support it as well to help continue uh, producing it, is that you actually understand and you because people get into brain fry mode. When they see this stuff on television, uh, what is passed off as news, then you're in, you're in on the inside. You understand how it works. And that's, that's really the takeaway. And you should not be uh, too upset because this has been going on for a long, long time. The best thing we can do is to propagate the formula. Let everybody know that there are other sources to get your information. And, uh, and remember, gay porn movies are sometimes used in Hollywood sets. It's all good. I also want to mention uh, freehollowbooks.com, by the way, since they were passed over recently, and we are big fans of this company. Oh, really? Did we miss something? Well, I'm just saying. It just Donation segment ended up, we were not mentioned again for freehollowbooks.com from oh. February 17th. Oh, I'm so Keeps sorry. Keeps getting bumped. It's, it's kicking the can down the street. Yeah, we don't want to do that. In the terms of the budget yeah. analysis, which we haven't done yet on the show, and yeah. I, hopefully we won't never do it. No, but, but someone has to be the adult, John. Someone has to be the adult. Yeah. So, uh, 
programming note reminders for noagendastream.com, which, of course, you actually create the show by dropping your tracks in the open source daily source code Dropbox. Go over to noagendastream.com to find out how to join the party. We've got Rhino the Bearded and um, Yellow Jacket uh, Saturday afternoon with their big telethon. Uh, that should be fun with special surprise guest star, bigger than Lindsay Lohan. Uh, John and I will also be on that show. Repeating Sunday after the program as well. Uh, coming right up after this No Agenda episode, uh, the Oil Show, first episode, which should be fun to listen to, from an oil insider, Mr. Oil. You can find him in the chat room. And uh, congratulations to Marcus Couch, uh, who apparently got some karma and is now employed. Very happy about that. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, People's Republic of Southern California. Yay. Your human resource at your service. My name's Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where they say it's going to snow probably on Saturday, which is unusual for this part of the uh, world. Uh, it must be global warming. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Sunday. Oscar night! Right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A-A.